Hey listeners, Ernest here. Before we head into the workroom, I wanted to make a quick audio note up top because we ended up having some technical difficulties with the sound um, that I tried to fix um, unsuccessfully. So we decided to power on through. Um, and I just want to apologize up front for that and just to, to warn y'all. Um, but we had a really fun chat about this finale. So I, I do hope that y'all enjoy um, despite the audio issues. All right, let's get to it. I came into this competition with one thing in mind, to get to the finale. I've been known in this competition to do a lot of corsetry, to walk the fine line of costume and fashion. You're technically very good, but at some point you really need to step up. I love to push the limits. You took us to another galaxy. I just didn't think the judges were going to understand my take on fashion. I beat out 13 other designers to get my spot, and I am so stoked to show the world what I got. I was feeling in the beginning of this competition really insecure because coming from Colombia and I'm cleaning houses, you don't feel that you're gonna have what it takes to make it to the end. But when you win, I guess it gives you the confidence to know that what you're doing is something that people like. Put the prize on a ticket and get it out there. Through all the competition, I have a hard time with my stories behind my designs. I feel my collection finally have a story. The Sebastian that is here right now, he knows more about himself as a designer, and he's a little bit more secure about what he's doing. I've spent the majority of my career fitting into boxes other people gave me. I came into this competition having a creative vision but not feeling sure of it. But seeing my ideas come to life and seeing other people like them has been the biggest boost of confidence. This is you. Quirky, playful, fun. I'm seeing the woman who came in so unsure of herself and now you're like ready to rumble. Even though I have the most wins, as the competition progressed, I have had a harder and harder time holding on pressure of the competition really got to me, but having time away has helped me get back to my A-game. My finale collection is 100% who I am. It's gonna be different. Feel it, feel it. Okay, model faces. Yeah, model faces. Beachy faces or give me that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hello, lovely Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to the show that is basically now a fashion documentary drama. That is Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Nayland. And I'm Patricia. Yay, yes, we have Nayland and Patricia in the workroom at the same time. <laughs> it is so lovely to have y'all both back for the final episode of season 17 or aka project runway two point bravo i'm still trying to do that um yeah so and also listeners of, of course follow us on social mediums facebook.com forward slash the workroom where you guys have been sending me wonderful messages mid watch so if anyone else um hasn't watched everything and still needs to go back in you know further seasons or I don't know sometime in the past and you just want to send us random messages through Facebook that you know just mid watch on whatever episode you are just send them I think they're great and um, and of course on Instagram at the workroom podcast so leave us your messages there and then um, of course the cheat sheet is up on Facebook 
but it's also up on Tumblr and it's in your um, your show notes. And this week it, it's mega. We have three separate sheets for each designer since this is the finale, and we have ten looks on each page. So, so yeah. All right, but overall, Patricia Nayland, just how did you like this last show? Uh, Nayland, you go first. Final episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. I uh, um I I thought it was I thought it was, it was fine um I, and as you and I, I uh, live tweet tweeted together mm-hmm. which was sort of which was sort of fun to, to do yeah um you know I I I thought it was solid I do want to want to say one thing which is that I. Felt like like you guys were so beating up on Aro last week. <laughs> like, okay. like I, wait, wait. I, I'm, I, I love wait. to like to love Bishmi does not mean that you have to lie. <laughs> wait, so now- I I understand the love for Bishmi. I yeah. think Bishmi's Bishmi's great, but it's <laughs> but I didn't feel like those things had to be mutually exclusive. I just felt like Garo <laughs> caught a lot of flack. I yeah. mean, I'll have stuff to say about him this week, obviously, but yeah. I mean, so was there anything particular? Because I I actually did also have feelings. I'm like, hmm, yeah, no, we were <laughs> we. We went off the. We, there are no guardrails with Garo, so no Garo rails. Um, I feel like it's so easy for me to just sort of swerve to the left and right, right on him. But, um, but yeah, no, but yeah. So any, any like, anything you want to like defend Garo on, particularly from last episode where we lost, you know, Bishme. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. This is the thing that I've sort of said about Garo, like from the get-go, which mm-hmm. is that he strikes me as a particular kind of working-class guy who's made himself a business, mm-hmm. and you know was like part of a scene, made himself a business, like has a really clear sense of how to make things successfully within that business, yeah. and I just feel like he was getting dinged a lot for kind of how he presents in a kind of class way mm-hmm. um, that was like, I, I I don't feel like he's as much of a sort of like know-it-all, nobody has anything to say to me as he was getting kind of narrated. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. That. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I still think that he kind of is like, oh, I have the hardest thing ever. Oh, it's all. And I, I did make some notes about that this episode, too. <laughs> well, yeah. well, look, I mean, anybody who shows up with 17 looks. Yes, there's yeah. a there's a problem there. <laughs> On the other hand, somebody who shows up with eight looks also has a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I understand that there was like a lot of family stuff that happened in the middle and a lot of things. You know that 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 were really sort of tragic, um, and so I don't want to diminish that. But it's like, you know, there that it wasn't purely. I don't know. I yeah. I, I have feelings about about where Bishmi was at as well last week, which is that I felt like 
Bishmi just seemed really, really exhausted and done in and mm-hmm. actually like kind of the prospect of having to go through the next cycle of like getting the looks ready for the show and doing like just that it felt like the emotional strain of being on the show was what was kind of taking its toll hmm. on on him. So I, I feel like that's what the sort of stepping out of, you know, stepping off stage for a minute was. And so it didn't feel as it, it felt to me a little bit like he kind of wanted out. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, talk about kind of two different sides of the self sabotage coin. Cause I think we can hmm. also go in there with Garo also, Oh, yeah. yeah, but I do think the idea of coming in with way too many looks and then not enough looks, you know, in a weird way. It's just not setting yourself up in the best way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Patricia. Oh, yeah, I do agree that they both should have been on the bottom, like without a doubt. I think I have no hesitations about mm-hmm. saying that and standing by that but Nayland I do think that this um constant arrogance that really throws me off about Garrow has nothing to do with class and I also look at Sebastian as a working class guy and he's not arrogant like that it's sort of and I think that there's nothing wrong with being um a person from any scene who starts their own business. But mm-hmm. I think it's just this constant patronizing, condescending tone that I often... By the way, he's also being edited that way, right? So I don't think this is all of Garrow. I often feel like I'm commenting on how they're editing him. I agreed with... I have agreed with what he has said about Tessa a lot in the past. And... Um, it's funny. I actually thought last week I wasn't rough enough on 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 Garo because I was like, <laughs> "Oh, he has the strength. He knows how the, the the bodies he dresses for. He knows how they move, which I think is is one of his greatest strengths." Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I was tough enough. <laughs> <In retrospect. laughs> um. Well, as we get into the episode, it's so wonderful because I think you know talking about just you know again uh i guess the reality of the moment garo is the one who kind of puts everything together so just to kind of like get us into the episode um of them you know at the table in their not penthouse and you know he kind of opens them he's like guys so basically one of us is going to be three hundred thousand dollars richer <laughs> it's just going to be one of us um but, you know, it's kind of like, like, you know, this, I, and I've, I've said it and I've <laughs> tweeted it, is that even though people have come in with their, their issues, there really is no underlying problem with any of them in terms of their, their level skill. Um, mm-hmm. And they also don't really have issues with one another. There is no drama beyond their own collections and their own process and trying to focus and so um even this like this is just guys it's it's a very innocent thing where it's i don't think it was for the cameras or anything like that it's like this is isn't this crazy we're all sort of in this together this is really really wild um while hester is basically taking over the kitchen table with all of her makeup no one can have breakfast there (laughs) um 
But anyway, yeah, yeah. So so we have the um essentially the morning after the big show, their their elimination yeah, yeah. from last week and you know, they have four days left and they meet yeah, Christian yeah. back in the in the new workroom. But, but they're also like they're in some some weird Airbnb in in like it seems to be where they're staying. Oh, okay. With that really it. irritating like future sign made of of uh, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, discarded movie marquee letters, <laughs> like the like which is thing that, that that all Airbnbs are to. Uh oh, say it again. No, it's this thing. It's this thing. The thing that they suggest that you do when, when you're like sort of setting up up your Airbnb that you have like like one of one of the signs. Like evidently, people below rent in those in and in interiors that are kicky like that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know it because I I saw that and I was just like, what what is that? Where are they? I I didn't even really. All I knew was like, this is not the penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. They didn't get. They didn't go back to that set. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Um, yeah. So, but we get to go to their new workroom, which they've been working in. Um, not really sure where this is. I don't know if you guys have any clues as to where in Brooklyn they are. Maybe it. I don't know. I think you're right about it. I have an idea of where it might be, but I'm not sure. But I think some space next to where the Domino. Sugar Factory used to be. It's somewhere in that vicinity because um, there's a little park nearby, and it seems to have the same views of Manhattan from similar angles. So it can't be too far from there. Okay. Right, and when Garo like uh, goes to have a cigarette, it, it seems like they're right at the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's part of the Navy Yard. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it must be like a different part of it, or maybe I don't know. I'm just so fascinated um, because it's beautiful. And so they come in and, you know, they meet Christian and it's time for Christian to give his rundown of the day. So you're going to have four days. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because when he mentions where the runway is going to be, it's clearly put in after. So they've, they've um, done mm-hmm. a post record of it. And so he goes, yeah, so the location is going to be Skylight One mm-hmm. Hanson. And mm-hmm. so Hester goes, wow. But I don't think it's because it's what he said. I think she's looking at the accessories wall in the back. Yes. Because they start whispering for Christian and they start looking at the accessories wall. The camera focuses on the accessories wall and Christian's like, um, hello, I'm, I'm here. I'm, is anyone listening to me? No one? Mm -hmm. It's like, I've worked hard guys. I've worked really hard. Um, because no one's really interested. Everyone's just like, okay, we get it. You've got a spiel, but can we actually just get to, to work? So the shoes that apparently whatever is on the accessories wall were things that they um, requested because Hester whispers to Sebastian's like, oh, they've got your shoes over there. The one with the silver heels that you wanted. So I would like to know how that accessory wall works. It, it's not sponsored and has been sponsored like it has been in the past seasons, but we've never really gotten a good look at it ever, which I thought was really interesting because you only get to really see what's on that wall during the runway. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
so so poor Christian has to finish everything up. And basically, they're going to cast their models. Then they're going to have a Tresemme and Maybelline um, consultation day. And then Marnie's going to be back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we finally kind of get her expertise in with us. Remember, remember Marnie? I know, right? <laughs> she's um, back. Yeah, she's back. But also, here's a kicker, everybody. They're only... So with this last challenge, they all technically should have at least 11 looks. Mm-hmm. But for their final collection, they can only have 10. So mm-hmm. they have to figure out... They have to get rid of, you know, one, or in the case of Garo, seven. Garo, mm-hmm. has, Garo has 17 looks. <laughs> so... so um, the person who has like you know that's that's kind of going to be one of the, the the main things so let's get on to uh we have our model casting time and i feel like we haven't really had a real model casting in a while um we learned from christian that they're going to see 50 of course they all need at least well they all need 10 so 30 total and um we do get you know like some clips of women coming in and like a little bit of a fight, but not really just them Mm -hmm, fighting mm -hmm. over um, just all these amazing models. It probably was really difficult to choose, but um, yeah. I don't know. Did any, any thoughts on this part? Um, I was just, I I was just saying that it was nice to see um, the designers fighting over, um, uh, larger models for a change yeah that everybody's yeah. very aggressive about like i want so and so and i want this person and yeah it's so funny because garo actually wanted all of the plus size models um because he's like yeah no if i want to so because first this a model we have never seen before comes in and she's got this pixie hut pixie cut kind of like a betty boop style mm-hmm. um with cut out leggings and um, everyone wants her, but Garl's like, how do you feel about being corseted? And she's mm-hmm. like, I think it's great. And so he's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to corset someone who's really thin because it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like how he said that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it actually does make sense, especially if, you know, he has a lot of corsets and he wants to make a dramatic silhouette or, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Most of his clothes seem to really rely on that um but also you know again just kind of like look at Thijin who came in wearing a full-on suit like a really chic suit which I I realized was really different from everybody else who was showing off something that was very skin tight um a lot of Mm -hmm. had black bodysuits on everyone was wearing black but Thijin was wearing like you know a whole like, you know, sportswear set. It's like, what? This, she always looks amazing. Um, yeah, we also had an Asia fight, which I thought was mm-hmm. fair to Asia because everyone wants her. She's by far the best walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, of course, yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, yeah, so they all get to choose their models. Um, Hester gets Thijin. I think Sebastian wins out Aja because there was, was between Garo and, and Sebastian, but Sebastian wins mm-hmm. one. And I think Garo got to get 
almost basically all the other plus size models. Um, mm-hmm. So, child, so Christian, you know, kind of dismisses them like, okay, children, that's time. Let's go. But actually, one more thing. Tomorrow morning, you will have an option to go to Mood. So, another twist. So, if they need more things, there are more things to do. So, they're going to give them $300 to shop at Mood if necessary. But they don't have to choose at that moment. It's just that Christian's going to be there at 7 a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, if you want to meet me there, I'll be there at 7 at Mood. Mm-hmm. All right. It's up to you. Bye. Model fittings. <laughs> right and they all they 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 have like a certain amount of like anxiety well hester's already like going like going to the accessory wall to to, like take the shoes that she wants Mm -hmm. and chris like hold on hold on (laughs) not yet (laughs) i feel like this is the first scene in the spinoff of this show that can be disobedient hester and disobedience (laughs) Um, Sebastian and the ever sighing, gasping Christian Siriano. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> everything they do just throws him off. Like he's the most stressed person out in that room, as if he's giving a fashion show in like four days, which he probably also is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So they're gonna get four days, and this today they'll have five of their models, and then the next day they'll have five more. But again, the the main thing is to figure out what ten looks you're gonna actually look at the eleven that you right. that you have. So, so yeah, um, th- you know, and I would say this first and second day, or actually all of these days in the workroom, are Christian kind of buzzing around to each designer, um, trying to focus them, and hemming and hawing at their weird decisions. <laughs> Because people, mm-hmm. people are making some weird choices. Because um, we have Hester first, and she's basically off on her own with her models saying that she's like, I just want to make sophisticated clown pants. And she's definitely going to use the look that she, you know, that Nina loved, the one that from the Nina assignment, which was the all red look from last week. She's definitely going to use that. Um, and then she has these two other outfits that she has her models in, but basically she's dressed everything up, everyone up in things that she might want to cut. And then she decides mm-hmm. what she's going to cut and that's it. So Christian's whole thing is, okay, you know, which ones you're going to get rid of, but have you tried them on in any other looks? She's like, no, no, I think I just looked at them and said, this is what you're going to have. And I'm done. And he's like, no, when I'm doing stuff, I, I try my models on in 30 looks at least. Because you never know. Just play. Just come on. Just play around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we have Garo as well, who has, you know, the problem of whittling everything down from 17 to 10. And uh, what I really love about this moment is there is a model that has these really sparkly gloves with a lot, a lot of like gold sparklies on it. Mm-hmm. And um, Christian says something mm-hmm. like, gotta love those gloves. Look at those gloves there um <laughs> because and this is probably one of the things that you know i you know i definitely mentioned last week is that gara was <laughs> has this dress that from far away to me looks kind of like a swap <laughs> monster print and i realized that it's it's Sorry. the the dress that this model is wearing with the gloves and he's definitely going to keep that dress and it's a gown 
but he not just is there like this sparkly swampy fabric but there are these gloves <laughs> to match mm-hmm. and but also you know he didn't he barely got by with the quote unquote palate cleanser that Nina assigned him but since he's not going to use that which is a good choice he's thinking yes. I don't have another breather look so I have to make something <laughs> I have to make an 18th well, uh- look I can also I also just want to say like th- that was a crazy assignment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you know? yes, it was. It was. I mean, I mean, yes. Garo talks a big game, but like, but make me a make me a tailored suit in two days. Yeah, yeah. Why is I don't think that seems outlandish for somebody of his skill level. I mean, I couldn't do it in two years, but I think. For his level, I mean, he's only here because he can sew, right? So, to make <laughs> I, a, I guess that's a but that's a, that's a difference between like make make a suit versus don't use prints. Yeah, yeah. Or even I, I, yeah. I think the person who had yeah. like the easiest thing was Sebastian, which was make a dress, make a really nice dress. Right, make something flowy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, make something soft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I just think that there was. I mean, he screwed it up, right? <laughs> Royally, but, but I do, do just want to note that that that's, that's like that's a big ask. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. And I think I think Nina kind of regretted it in retrospect. <laughs> I, I mean. Know. Well, I I do think that you know he definitely could have styled it better, but my God, it, they have never seen that from him before, and I think they asked of everyone else something that was at least doable or that they had kind of seen. But I mean, on on uh, no, yeah, no, it it definitely was probably the most like the hardest assignment to do. But I also wasn't sure. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's such a great tailor." I'm like, "Is he?" I mean, he's really good at corsetry, but. Mm-hmm. Is that the same as? Are those the same skill sets of tailoring? I I, I don't mm. really think so. No, I do think he's great at construction. I don't think he's. I think he has his materials that he can shape, and then other things, no. As we've seen with hems in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Any of in any of he's not gonna gonna he's not in the. He's not. His, the suit is not. Is not making a return. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not going to be a part of. But it's also kind of like that color is nowhere in his. There's that, that color is there neither. But also, I think this is where we find out that he's also getting rid of the only dress that Nina really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But or we find it out later, but it's just kind of like, yeah, no, definitely not this, but definitely don't make another look. So so what that Nina wanted something that was tailored, it didn't work out. So go back to doing what you were doing before. Just just take it out. Just don't mm-hmm. don't use it. Yeah. Um, and, and so and then we move on to Sebastian and Sebastian's having the same dilemma as everyone else where he's trying to get rid of something and he wants to get rid of the the look that he made for the Nina assignment and uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Christian's like so they love it why are you going to get rid of it and I and I have you know have watched this episode 
um, a few times and I realized the, the pressure of, so the judges have already seen this look. So then if I have five other looks that will maybe never get seen on television, do I want to waste it on something that I already showed the last episode or do I want to spend some time with something else? I also think is good and work that in and knowing Sebastian, he probably definitely needed something like that. That was kind of, you know, spacious or whatever and flowy, but simple. But I, yeah, no, I, I was like, yeah, he wants to show something that they haven't seen before. <laughs> so I didn't think it was as a terrible decision as Christian was making it out to be. I, you know, understood. I, I mean, I think Christian was sort of like uh, all of you, like, what is, is what is your issue? <laughs> like you have the thing that won. But know. Like you know, you have you have one piece that you know that people liked, <laughs> and then that's exactly the the piece that you're not included. <laughs> and the judges pick the winner. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for them, they're just like, but other people are going to be there. It's like, and <laughs> yeah. But also, I love this other conversation you had for him, where Christian was like, "So, do you need anything from Moon tomorrow?" And Sebastian's like, "Maybe some thread." <laughs> and Chris, I have questions about this. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your questions? Oh, I didn't see what the big deal was, and maybe Nayland, can you elucidate if there was any? I mean, was was that whole charade about thread just an excuse for Christian to flirt with Sebastian? <laughs> like, I well, I I think, so, I think I think get there, but I but I but I think that the that it re what was going going on. I mean, I think, I think this is actually a really kind of, kind of interesting um, twist as opposed to the twists normally are, right? Mm-hmm. Be- because he lays it out re- really clearly. You have, you, you, you can make a cho- choice. Mm-hmm. Do you need more resources or do you need more time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you more resources, come to move, you get 300 bucks, you get to buy a bunch of, bunch of stuff, but you lose time. Lose time. If you need more time, then 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 going with what you've got here here, but you have more time to work on all stuff, and that seems to me like an inter- interesting trade-off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Sebastian does this thing, or he says he does this this, this thing where he's like, like I'm looking around at everybody else, and everybody else is like like working so hard and doing all this all this stuff, and I look at my things things and they're completely finished, and maybe I, I think I should be doing more, <laughs> like everybody else seems to be doing more. <laughs> So we should go to mood. Um, oh my god, oh my god! I can't believe I just did that. That is so stupid. I'm so sorry, guys. So dumb. Uh, thirty-one thirty. Shit, shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe I just did this. I am so dumb. Uh. but but it's like yeah he's he's, that's not sebastian um so the fact that he's not like sewing somebody else's collection for them (laughs) means he has plenty of time and i'm and he's like well maybe i should get should get some other reasons yeah some threads okay yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I was um, like, is this like gay subtext I don't know about? This 
thread thing. Like, what's really going on here? I mean, I I really can't tell you tell you about the I can't tell you about thread thread. Yeah. Video. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are certain boundaries that must not be crossed. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that, like, um, I mean. To me, it was okay because Christian is great. I love Christian. I think he's. It, I think it's wonderful. But it just definitely wasn't helpful for everything that Sebastian said he wanted to do. That Christian was like really, I'm gonna be, really just like a very passive aggressive reaction to every single thing. But I think mm. it's, I mean it's a good point that he was like, what you know, what else do I do? I think he made all the changes he needed to do for that final run i mean for the runway for last for the last episode where yeah. he named all the stuff he had to do is like i have to take off three inches of this leather stuff for that and he did it and you know he's fitting all the models it seems fine he got asia mm-hmm. he's all right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that you know also there's one other thing that i wanted to just sort of slot in here mm-hmm. um uh w- uh, it's um i guess mimi wasn't available like why wasn't mimi in the mix yes i had the same thought i had the same thinking, thought it was like yeah like thinking thinking of her models that mm-hmm. people were really excited about work out working with who um who, who did great in terms terms of terms of presentation it's like why wasn't mimi there yeah, I mean, someone on Twitter, I, I know, like, wrote that in. And for me, I thought I thought that this was during September Fashion Week in New York. And I always think that if there is ever a model that's not available, then that means that they're working on something else. And I just mm-hmm. assume that maybe she's overseas or, you know, because it's like back to back. It's Paris, Spain, mm-hmm. Italy, whatever, that maybe she just wasn't available because she was everyone's favorite model. Yeah, model especially she's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, and then again, Nayland, I'm so sorry because it, the the double thing is still happening with your voice. Um, okay. And so I don't I don't yeah. know if there's anything we can do, but we'll we can just kind of work through it. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to accept it as like happy to accept it as like the the fun loving arthur arthur yaffa filter on nayland's voice oh, oh thanks <laughs> i like it i like it yeah because okay. i just want to like let you know that that's happening and also just like sorry listeners because i feel like it's going to be okay but um but let me know if you want to um yeah if we yeah i don't i don't i really don't know what to do <laughs> with okay. it that's okay. Um, Technology is, uh, yeah. Yeah. When it's like three people together, it's like, come on, please. Mm-hmm. This is what this is for. Hang out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, listeners, but- your five star <laughs> reviews will allow <laughs> the worker to invest in a better conference calling setup to increase. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to try that next time. Um, okay. Yay. Okay, we're back. So. You know, basically just wondering where Mimi is. Yes. Um, but we figure that she probably had some other commitment. I would like to um, think since that. she was so popular. Yeah, yeah. No, she's freaking amazing. Um, I would have loved to have seen her in um in Garo's show. Mm-hmm. Um, although yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think I think I think she would have yeah. 
that would have been nice to see her in Garo's show. Um, yeah. So we have our, our model fittings and we make it through Christian leaves with some parting words of maybe I'll see you at mood. Maybe not. (laughs) 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 And then Sebastian, I hope not for thread, Sebastian. Um, (laughs) yeah. But so we also have time for consultation. And on the first day, it's just makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have them in the back giving everyone their notes, all the all the designers with the different things that they want to do. Um, I didn't really write down much for this section, but if you guys had any thoughts on on this part, did you have any 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 words about? This, these moments, these consultations with makeup and everything? I didn't. No. 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 Um, yeah, I just thought it was really great and impressive. It's wonderful. And then, so we have the end of the day and we end the day with a lot of sewing still going on. And um, yeah, so basically Garo kind of sews himself into a cigarette break (laughs) it's it's like he's still not ready and i think the main thing he has to do is um sew a zipper or something like that um yeah but it's it's pretty tense at the end of day two but we open with two days left in Mm -hmm. and we have christian Mm -hmm. waiting to see who's going to show up (laughs) and who is there sebastian it's sebastian <laughs> who as as patricia pointed out has brought christian coffee which which christian handles like it has a squid in it <laughs> he's like you thank you so much like sebastian is clearly like i know that this i know that i'm being a problem here um and and probably so. What do we what do we think they did from a production standpoint? Like, do we think that they were like, okay, we're gonna consult with the designers independently. Mm-hmm. If any of them say that they're gonna go to Mood, then Christian, your call is for like six a.m. Yep. At Mood, um, we will get you over there, and you'll meet with whoever's coming over. Otherwise, you're clear. Your call is at ten a.m. <laughs> you know, at, at, out at the design studio. And so since Christian is like, you know, up at mood at 6am, he knows somebody is showing up. Right. Yeah. That is worse than what I thought. <laughs> I was like, maybe they got in there. Cause mood opens at, I don't know, 10, nine o'clock. Maybe they got there at eight, but no, I re- I think you're right. It was like a 6am call time. Yeah. And it's and and it, yes, and I think that it's um, yeah, and 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 I've like tweeted at this like okay, you know shippers start engines because because Christian's really like like laid out like okay, okay here we are in mood alone the two of us <laughs> it's just the two two of us here and you shipping. <laughs> um i'm I'm here for you because he's like we have the whole store thanks yeah yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, don't know what you possibly need, but here we are. And so, and so he's like, yeah, so what might you do? He's like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to add more cream, more white, more ecru, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then thus begins the other show that I, I would love to spin off from this, which is like basically Papito and Chiquitito, a.k.a. Christian. <laughs> In mood and Chris and and Papito's just going around being like, "What about this? What about that?" And then you have Chiquitito in the back going, "I love that we're here for some charmeuse." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hmm, so much charmeuse. But um, also Sebastian I'm, does I, get thread. Yes, I'm I'm just pissed because this was the last la possible chance to to see watch the season. Oh no! And and Swatch was was like. I don't care if all three designers are sh showing up. Like <laughs> six a.m. is too early a call for for me. Yeah, no. Swatch's call time is probably <laughs> you know six fifteen, and they're just like, no, absolutely not. Fifteen minutes before. How dare yeah. you? Do you not know who I yeah. am? I'm Swatch. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have this back and forth between the workroom because they want to mm -hmm. emphasize that. Um, Sebastian is in mood, but he's definitely taking away time in the workroom because right, we right. have, yeah, we have, um, Hester and Garo who are there working while <laughs> Christian is babysitting Sebastian mm -hmm. looking for some <laughs> peach or cream charmeuse at, um, at mood. Um, but yeah, so, but because I mean, the main thing that we have back in the workroom is just, um, Garo is making so I, I think he's making another look and we have yeah, this yeah. thing with Hester where she's like it's not make as many looks as you can way it doesn't really matter that you have 17 or 20 looks it's just that you have the the looks you have are the best looks um and I have to say that I was very worried about Garo at this moment because you have so many garments and if you don't know what you're going to do, no, you can't really focus on making that one thing really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, it's at that point it's very clear that he's spreading himself so thin. Yeah. And we all also all know at this moment, moment what he should actually be concentrating on. And mm. that is, which will reveal itself a little bit, bit later on. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's actually get there. So, we get back to the workroom, and as soon as well, we still, we 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 do have to talk about Hestus, um, little sort of Alma J Bud moment. Wait, say it again. <laughs> we 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 have to talk a little little bit about this Alma J J Fud moment. Uh, can you talk about that? <laughs> well, she's trying to make a one way weddy work. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a book that's a book that's written way ready, 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 ready uh, one, one way. This sounds so good with the Arthur Yaffa filter. Yeah, on. you're you're back into <laughs> Arthur Yaffa, <laughs> and it's like the the one way weddy 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 what the the whole also that they gave her so much time to get that right. Um, that was super cute. I mean, I mean that gold. Like when you get that on your shoot. That's that's you. That's gold. You don't. You don't. Doesn't end on the floor. Yeah. No. I I totally <laughs> agree that you have to put that in there. <laughs> um, 
But okay, so let's get to the model fitting. And we have the uh-oh from the very beginning. And that is that we find out that Garo has casted Kate. And that's the first uh-oh. We, I don't think mm-hmm. we got that he casted her from the model fitting. I mean, from the model casting call. Um, but he's making a dress for Kate. And he's like, yeah, it's way too big. It's just not working out. And he's making a corset for her, and um, it's it's here's the beginning of our woes with with poor Kate. Well, it's not that he's like making making a corset. He's this this is like a capstone gown in the gown in the kitchen, and it is finished mm-hmm. as as far as he's concerned. Right. And then and she arrives, and for all of all of his worrying, he did not, not like double double her measurements or she's lost weight or you know I mean it's it is. Um, kind of the 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 she is the double whammy whammy model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's always Kate. <laughs> I, I know. So I feel, feel really bad for Kate. Yeah, I mean, but it... he's done this before. Barrow has done this exact thing before. He has gotten measurements wrong before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also um, she's and also we you know, if we remember was the first the first episode with um uh oh my gosh um I forgot her name but what but she got her measurements wrong too where they just did not measure the length of her torso correctly um yeah but I think I cut you off what were you what were you gonna say Patricia oh oh no I was done. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's just gotten a short end of the stick almost every time, except for last mm-hmm. episode with with uh, with Hester. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, Marnie makes her debut for mm-hmm. the finale, and um, yeah. I mean, so Nalan, you you tweeted some stuff about Marnie coming in and be able to swoop around and essentially just with a flick of a wrist and just a really quick turn of phrase, able to kind of whip people into shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it may be, it, it may be the editing thing, I know, but it does really seem like she comes in and she has a, a, the ability to see this size up a situation mm-hmm. and, and sort of point to one thing that, that they need to kind of fix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with Garo, it's the shoes. The shoes. And it's with like, well, is it just? It's like, was it just the shoes? She said something like, "You need to toughen it up," but I wasn't sure what she yeah. meant. So it mostly was like the styling or the styling, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think she's. I think she's saying that this looks like a bunch of evening dresses. Right. Um, the, um, this like a collection of evening dresses, and in with these accessories, there's you're, you're just reinforcing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought she was pointing to a disconnect between how he views his clothing and his style and his brand, as he says, and what's actually going on in the styling. Because I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, those shoes were sort of like those shoes could go with anything. And a corset does not go with anything. You don't just wear... Well, actually, that's not true. 
even Garo has made um, some kind of waist cincher that went with a trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that worked very well together. But I think she was pointing to a disconnect that was happening in his language, in his visual mm-hmm. language. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting how when she put in this whole, you're, you're an edgy designer. I don't think you're someone who just makes dresses, which I totally agree. Because a lot of them were looking like like you know very special pieces, very special gowns. But um, I, and I, I don't know if this was edited out, but I wondered what happened to his whole galactic mind thing um, where did they have that conversation where he's like, yeah, it's very sparkly and, and about novas and galaxies. Or if he said that and she was like, sure, sure, sure. But this is basically what is actually going on here. Um, you know, just wondering how that whole concept that he had before factored into what they were talking about. Cause it seemed like galactic mind travel. I don't know went out the window when Marnie came in. Um, I mean, I mean, look, th- look, this is not much to hang a collection on. <laughs> That's what I was wondering if she, if he was like, yeah, so galactic heliotropes. And she was like, what? So no, this is what this is. And, and you know, and he probably was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I suspect in Marnie's line of work, she hears like, fatuous utterances all the time <laughs> and has learned how to very politely um yes and them them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very um yeah marnie needs her own show i would love to see that but but not a rachel oh zoe God, type yeah. thing i just want i just want an mm-hmm. anthology i don't want like a whole full-blown season i just want a marnie anthology just to kind of get into her head and see how she kind of can you know go into any kind of situation and and make it good um yeah uh so with sebastian she kind of points out some obvious things to him and hones him in on details smoothing out some textures and some some fine points because there are some things that i mean she she's so meticulous she's like listen if this is bunchy um, and then you have, so, so there's a, a model where there's a lot of wrapping around the torso. And then there's another accessory that he's put on top of that, that also wraps around the torso. And she's like, no, this is so messy. You're just going to take away from all the beautiful work that you've done. If this isn't perfect, you have to lay this flat. And to me, it was so simple, but it was really nice to see her go in there and pick out something that frankly didn't bother me, but was a, a, a really, really good point um, for something that's runway ready. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, also, it's also a, it was also a language that he he can understand Mm -hmm. that is not related to story. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. It's, it's not, it's like, this is a very, very story or this is any of that. It's like, no, this is what my eye eye does with this. So Mm -hmm. here's how you fix it. Oh and, yeah, and I, yeah. and I think that that's that was the moment where I was like, oh yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah. Because that really, is really like the language that makes sense to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Be- yeah, no story is what Sebastian has been worried about, and um, yeah, no, that's that's excellent. Because I think with Hester, 
who has a very strong story and also a strong sense of style and someone that we've seen without Marnie there able to accessorize and put things together in a way that the judges seem very pleased with. And it seemed mm-hmm. Marnie was also just pretty much into it, um, but just kind of tamping down her crazy, which is something I think Christian's also there to do. Just everyone's just there trying to wean Hester off of Hester a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So anything else about this Marnie session here? Too short. I wanted more of, I wanted more time with her and more of her comments. It was too short, too brief. Yeah, I, I agree. Thought. Yeah, it was. It was such a whirlwind. But also, would have been great to have her a little bit more this season. But who knows? Maybe next year. I mean, not next year. It's probably probably the same year. But next season. So I think it it's yeah. it's really cons- instructive to have her on. And who knows? This is her trial season for her as well to see perhaps if this is something that she'd be up for doing but um i like her a lot this was this is really wonderful having her on um all right so marnie and the models leave model session and marnie session is over and christian announces that he's like so designers um your guest judge of the finale has asked to meet with you after your Tresemme consultation. So, yeah. And then everyone's trying to guess um, because he goes, yeah, she or he is very opinionated. And that's all I will say about that. Um, uh, oh, also, I, I forgot. I, I totally skipped over this. So when when they leave... And he, you know, kind of like announces this whole, you know, special judge thing. Um, we do get a confirmation that Garo is ditching his payette dress, the one that he made for Thijin. Um Yeah. And I think it's interesting that that's just sort of the last thing we do before we head down to the meatpacking district. And uh, we kind of roll up past, you know, down, you know, designer downtown alley, I guess. And they stop in front of Diane von Furstenberg's flagship shop. Mm. And they go inside and here she comes descending from fashion heaven. So slowly (laughs) down the stairs, (laughs) talking to them the whole way. There she is. Oh, I know who you are. Hi, Hester. Hi, Garo. Hi, Sebastian. They're like, how do you know? It's like, I saw you on TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or whatever she said. It's like, they gave me cards with your names on them and I know who you are. And it's like, oh my God. And they're freaking out. And she's like, oh yeah, hello. Thank you here. Oh, that's great. And she takes them into what I call fashion limbo because she can't take them to heaven because that's where she lives. So they, they take them to this place like in between, like halfway up the stairs into this room. And she's just like, oh, this is just, I am so glamorous i am diane von furstenberg i have so much wisdom and i have so much to tell you but yeah um i don't know what what are you guys thoughts on this i <laughs> i thought it was great to see her again because she was on season two i think was the first time she made an appearance on on project runway and every time she's on the show it's always this 
mind-blowing thing. Um, she's also, I don't know if she still currently is, but she was for a long time, I think, the president of CFDA. So um, another big deal to have her there as well. But yeah, what were your thoughts on this this wonderful scene where they get this amazing opportunity to meet with their guest judge ahead of time? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was sweet how um, Sebastian's like, oh my God, this is really happening. Um, how starstruck he was. I think she's exceedingly, exceedingly smart. So it was, I think it's always great to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's really one of those moments that kind of seals the deal in terms of the star power that this show is able to garner. And I think it's, it's good to throw in some muscle rather than have, um, you know, some random actress who maybe is like an Oscar or Emmy award winner or someone who is a potential client be the judge because it really is yeah. sort of a waste um, every single time it's just someone else saying, oh my God, I would totally wear that. I would totally wear this. Oh my God, can I buy this? And that's wonderful. It's great. But um, it's always better to have someone who can actually give you constructive criticism from the industry. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, I think that the, the early years that um that that Don Furstenberg was on um Rene it was like she needed a, needed a little bit more she was relaunching the line it was it, it was new you, you know it was like a kind of rebirth for her mm-hmm. at this point she does not need it mm-hmm. and it's sort, it's sort of and and she does like a really great great the sort of talking to them um, as as fellow professional and being like look look at the times when everybody thinks that you're at the top of the top of the world that's not the, the way you actually feel maybe you maybe you have like a different feeling inside, inside and that you know she's basically saying to them like i've been you know up and down in this, in this business and and what's important is the points where you feel like you've gone through something you've done something brave it's not about um how, when the extent to which people pay attention to you is going to come and go and doesn't always always clay to when you think you're doing your best work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I loved what you said about failure. I loved what yeah. you said about how I'm quoting um, something like your total moments of failure are your best souvenir. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that they keep coming back to the, the show is when it is is people talking honestly about the creative process mm. yeah 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 that's a that's a really it's a really um interesting point because i it, it really because i i and i think there was also there was also a moment where she said you know your your strength comes from within and and it's something that is you know, basically this idea of when you're on the top, when you're on, when you're in the bottom, um, how people perceive you is oh yeah usually going to feel different from how you feel, and and I think it's book it might have been speaking to particularly Sebastian um, at that moment, maybe not Hester, perhaps Hester mm-hmm. season like episode one Hester, this would have been a talk for her, but I think this is a talk for finale Sebastian who is still 
kind of like oh oh no um a little a little um you know there's a little bit of a disconnect and there has been a disconnect this whole season between what he's able to do and what he thinks he's able to do and people kind of putting on to him and ascribing to him all these things that are I think that are actually there and that he's not able to muster in of himself this idea that he is a strong designer that everyone else is actually perceiving. And I thought her speaking to that disconnect of how people see you and how you see yourself is normal. And that even Diane von Furstenberg, um, who they're all, you know, gagging over has been through that. <laughs> and I, I really also, you know, love that when I hear from other artists who are, uh, yeah, just very honest with this is, this is how I struggle and this is how I've gotten through. And even though there are those moments where, I've gotten those accolades. I'm just like, yeah, no, I feel awful inside or I'm not so sure if I deserve this or, or, you know, and the, the strength in those moments where you are down, but you know who you are. <laughs> um, but you're still going to yeah. have those down moments, even if you are sure of who you are. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I like the perspective of these moments of great success. These moments of great failure have no meaning if, if a person cannot identify where they're going next. Yeah somehow and I thought that that's sort of what I took away from that whole exchange which I thought was amazing mm -hmm. yeah yeah really great um okay so they leave heavenly Diane von Furstenberg's flagship shop and um it's time to go back into the workroom so we have some more time with Christian um and yeah so basically going through everyone else before um i and i believe that's that's all the model fittings but with this time here there's just a lot of christian gasping like he gasps himself into like <laughs> the river in out back whatever mm -hmm. river they're next to with garo just kind of confirming he's like no 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 yeah no i'm not gonna i'm gonna get rid of the the only dress that all the judges liked and then um you know, Sebastian be like, yeah, no, I don't really understand why I need to put in this dress that Nina loved. Um, it's still like this, this thing that kind of keeps coming up over and over again. And it feels like Kristen's trying to hold back the dam of self-sabotage <laughs> with, yeah. with Carl and, and, and Sebastian. I don't know. How'd you guys feel about that? I agree. I mean, I think, I, I do think that Christian, and this goes to sort of my feeling of him overall, overall, it was sort of exaggerated in this last episode. <coughs> Sorry. Um, he needs to come up with a language uh, that is not about him. him. Mm. He needs to come up with, like, um, you know, to to sort of go to the sort of the Tim Gunn, Gunn example. Tim would go... I'm concerned for you. I want want you to have the faith in this collection. I think that you could. I think you could really do it. Do it. Um, I. I. You know. I. He would would not go killing me. Mm. You can't, like, like. I can't. I'm gonna die. <laughs> like you can't can't do like it. Like I. I can't believe this. I can't believe this is happening to me. That you're doing this. I'm going to murder you if you get thread. <laughs> or, or, well, yes. Or or I'll be murdered. Yeah. It. <laughs> There, there needs to be like some other language there that isn't about, um, you know, and I and I recognize it as a kind of teasing, because more of a people than Tim is, and he's, at, but and he's trying to sort of talk them into, 
um, lightening up and 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 going with it. But it's but there's a, a moment at which I was like, all right, you know, Christian Ganug on the on everything being about you, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he and also he he reproduces his anxiety very very well, which I don't mm -hmm. think is very helpful when someone is already stressed, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of like if somebody is already stressed, you want to be given a clue about how to guide yourself out of that right. stress, right? Right. So Tim Gunn is excellent at that. I actually think Marnie would be a great Tim Gunn, but I, I don't think I, I don't think she would go for it because I think it might be too taxing on her creativity. Thinking as fast as she thinks, oh my gosh. But I think that Christian is sort of comes in and is like, oh my God, what is this? Not done. Ah, right? Right. And that's right. very anxiety producing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like your workaholism has to be the same as my work workaholism. I know. Otherwise, I can't recognize it. Yeah. He needs to sip some tea with Jamal and Rakan for like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and then go back to work <laughs> yeah because i thought the like the whole thing with hester um and this was the previous day um that i skipped over where she told him yeah so the the nina look i'm gonna remake it and he did a double take he's like oh my god remake it so instead of asking her questions like <laughs> so what is it do you what is it that you mean do you mean you're going to start all over again but she explained it very well on her talking head. She was like, I want, this was a two hour outfit. If I'm going to show this on the runway, I want this to look like at least an eight hour outfit or something that I spent mm -hmm. a day on. I know how I wanted to look. I'm able to do it. And she had to kind of talk him down. She goes, Christian, calm down. I made this in two hours. Yeah. I have yeah. two days. I can definitely remake <laughs> that this was again. Great. You know, that was and, a great scene. yeah. And I feel like, Again, finale Hester. So proud of her because it, I there has been an extraordinary amount of growth there. Where and I think for mm -hmm. all of them, and I and, and it goes um, to say about their rapport with one another and how they're able to just support one another communally. Um, and maybe they are able to stand up against the pressure of Christian's personality and his anxiety and his you know whatever um, his hemming and hawing because they're really grounded even in the midst of all of this um so yeah i i was i was really worried because christian definitely was on another gasp level on that day but everyone seemed okay even even sebastian <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> seemed all right um yeah. yeah and i just want to say that the group dynamic among these three finalists has been my favorite to watch i think out of every um project runway that i've seen and i haven't seen about three there's like three or four seasons that i have not seen mm -hmm. and about three others that i don't remember like i, I remember seeing um season two with diane uh when it aired um i remember very little about it <laughs> mm -hmm. but but point being the way that these three kind of were with each other i really enjoyed um because well i'll just mention this because it's recent and because i know we've all seen it um mm -hmm. 
with All Stars, not to compare, but with All Stars, with the whole Michelle and Dimoshka drama about yeah. like, oh my God, I want to win. So I'm going to tell him feedback on this dress because I want to win. So I'm going to say that dress is good, even though it's not. This whole like nonsense drama that I think revealed more about people's insecurities and attention to other people rather than attention to their work. So I thought these three contestants were really wonderful because they all were focused on being their best self without needing to take anybody else down, right? So Hester's shock at Gara, like, you're not putting that dress in? What? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of... And just the way they all kind of aided each other was, mm-hmm. was really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It's always... It's... Um, um, at a certain... They recognize that they have more in common after going through this much of this of this experience hmm. than they do they do as disses and and hmm. that's you know when they so it's sort of how that to come through um it makes sense i i i agree with you patricia i think that um i think one of the one of the things that was difficult for me with with michelle in all stars is that well, in all of her first seasons, is that she's she seemed highly aware of what would get camera time and what but wouldn't. Mm. And, I and um and I and I think that it was uh, I I think that there was no check back on the terms of the editing or the or the directing. Thing. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I have nothing to add. Man. Um, okay. So Christian lets them know that they're going to get three helpers for the Mm -hmm. next day because this is, this is it. They have to pack. Um, but they also get three helpers. So people who are going to help them dress and this, this happens, um, uh, every season, but I think this is the first time where people are just like, Oh my God, really? This is great. What? It's very noticeable that they are, they're going to have, um, seamstress helps. Um, backstage so but everyone kind of has like a to-do list or a little to-do list um mm-hmm. and particularly garo all he has to do is put in a zipper to kate's dress um mm. that's all he has to do and we do get like a little recap of Garo's journey his ups and downs um he's so excited but just kind of like this reminisce in a way mm-hmm. to take the title of um Sebastian's show. We get to reminisce over Garo's time and blah blah. Like, you know, it's just a very nice little montage of his his past with with corsets. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so they're packing away and then Christian gives them an end of the night pep talk. <laughs> um which was a lot of like, this is how you're gonna feel guys. Remember my season? So I was <laughs> like this. So remember season four? That was me. I've been here before. I mean, obviously, <laughs> because I'm here because I'm a great designer and I've, you know, I'm kind of famous on my own. But the reason why I'm famous is because remember season four? I did this. <laughs> I was also on this show. So thanks for letting me help you, you know, help you do these, these things. Thanks for letting me guide you. And uh, did I do okay? Was it okay? Did, was this like good? Was this helpful at all? Like, should we like hug? Should we do, keep it fashion? I don't know. Like, was this okay? And I was like, you're really great, Christian. 
this is a really wonderful season. You're a good Tim Gunn. <laughs> like you did mm-hmm. okay. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little it, it is a little bit like like um Christian, I I think your contract is dependent on your student innovations. <laughs> like <laughs> you and and even if it is, it's bad form to be like, like soliciting them <laughs> directly <laughs> from students. <laughs> on camera <laughs> yeah so so i mean that thing it's like he, he starts out really good and he's sort of talking like this, this would be super emotional your, your mind's gonna be saying there's all the stuff that you want to do um you know and then he's like but also like be proud of having gotten here and and it sort of drifts into this i like to think that i'm that i did i do okay mm-hmm. you know it's um it's it's dial that back because yeah. it's really, really not. Um, um, in, and I mean, this is me corny, but the, but the thing that I always say about teaching is, is that, like, every student is the star of their movie. Mm. Like, you are only a character actor in your students' movies, yeah. and and you you cannot. It's like the experience of going through school. You can't. Um, you can't like pull folks from them because because it's not there. They're the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I thought it was really, yeah. I think it had had a combination of the things that that Christian did really well and maybe can work on for next season. But in a way, I was like, yeah, no. I I thought it was very endearing and kind of like you know you've improved we've seen mm-hmm. episode one christian and then episode fin- like finale christian mentor um still you know yeah definitely has to dial back a few things but i don't know i'm 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 excited i think there's i think there's potential for for christian maybe he can like have some coffee take tim gun out um have over the season and then give him some pointers We're like yeah so tim like where do you think i can improve and what are your thoughts and when is that amazon show coming out because no one's heard of it so yeah so yeah so many questions so, yeah. i don't know he's already over caffeinated he needs some carbs <laughs> 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 Oh gosh. Um so yeah, so <laughs> right. So what they're they're done in the middle of the day because they're sending them off to go look at the venue while it's still daylight out because that's when the um the runway show will be. The runway show will be lit mostly by um natural light, mostly. So they go to Skylight One Han- or One Skylight Hansen, which is mm sort of in my neighborhood i saw this and i was very upset it, <laughs> oh, it, really? well it used to be to be that that was my neighborhood too too and i used to, used to go in that place when it was a bank yeah yeah oh, um wow. and and um it made a much better bank than it did a run runway venue in my opinion yeah it it really looks like i was shocked because it it's a bank and it, it's a very it's a historical building um but there's some really really expensive condos up top now and so that's what it is now i was shocked that the bottom floor is still it it's very much a bank in there mm-hmm. um 
And so, yeah, but there's a lot going on. It's very ornate, and it's one of those old-fashioned type banks, you know, for people who live in New York or I think uh, any other big city. But, um, yeah, like, it just reminds me of it, – it's we're very quintessential New York, but old mm-hmm, New York mm-hmm. bank. Um, yeah. It's it's a well, Hanson play, place. I could be wrong about this, but the story that I always heard – was that that um, there's a big clock on the building? Yeah, with tower, and um and the the former zoning of Brooklyn and such that that you could not build anything taller than that tat tat. Um, That's what I heard too. That everything before zoning, before they loosened the zoning laws, that was supposed to be the tallest building in Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Also, I've also heard that the way it's shaped <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. kind of like a like a like a middle finger to Manhattan. I don't think that's true, but um, yeah, it, people are just like you know the shape of it sort of looks like a middle finger pointing at hmm. Manhattan from Brooklyn. Have, yeah, have any so it's over. In, no? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's in Fort Greene, mm-hmm. um, right by Am, and uh, um. Uh, which is this, the Brook Academy of Music? Sorry. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, it's 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 just building, but I I just think it's it's a weird choice for a venue. Yeah, and also for Brooklyn. So it's also near. Yeah, it's near. It's near Bam, near the Barclay Center now. Um, but also for Brooklyn, I'm like, there there could be some. This is all a Brooklyn. This is the first all Brooklyn project runway, and. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it, it is, and so I think it's really interesting that, um, you know, they sh- they chose this venue. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I I didn't I didn't know where it was, so I actually thought I didn't know where. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know where that building was, but I thought, huh, I wonder if it's the same architect who did the 34th Street Post Office, hmm. um, on, on the west side, because from the outside. Uh, there are a lot of similarities, but that was never a bank. That was always just a post office. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to get in that bank and see. Uh, I want to want to actually see about that. Um, yeah. So, yes. So we we they get to go through. They sashay through the bank. Um, <laughs> we get to hear a little bit more about everyone else's journeys. So Sebastian mm-hmm. has a flashback. We get to see his ups and downs and how he's feeling a little bit more confident. And also Hester, who's also been on a roller coaster. And, you know, and that's why at the top of the podcast, I called this a fashion docudrama because I realized the way they have fashioned this, no pun intended, the, the way they have fashioned um, this season in a way. And I'm not really sure if this is how it worked through casting but they just I, I i don't know we we do have three designers who have been on um a very distinct trajectory with ca- kind of like like a narrative like a, a beginning a middle and an end in a way so so yeah all right so let's get to the day of the runway where I, just one other thing here which is sure. that i mean this cast has spent more time like like doing runway walks 
and they're all, all terrible at it. All, <laughs> remember they were doing that on the ferry? They were and there's like another time they were like like all like oh yeah, get out get out on the get, do the, the cap, do your walk. And they're all terrible. <laughs> they do it well, again and at the bike. And, and I, I mean yeah, I thought Bishmi was the best walker that we've had. <laughs> really? Because you can't even see it was all in the dark, and I'm like, no, I, I, yeah, no. Everyone's usually, no, that's not even true that people are usually bad. No, yeah. And I thought that Hester was very adorably bad. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I, but I mean, it's it just cracks crack up that it like happening over and over again they were just <laughs> like stop walking down runways we have amazing models for that guys yes um, and stop editing that in thanks editors but uh anyway so um so we we head right back to the bank and um they're, they're they come in through the front they run into the back and it's it's on so it's a mad dash backstage with their dressers and their models um we have sebastian telling his models to not eat don't sit don't move (laughs) don't drink please um but someone still manages to get like something on one of his dresses in the meantime Mm. um uh but yeah like anything about this mad dash backstage that stood out to you to you guys Mm, not to me. Well, except for Christian, of course, having another, um, you know, Chrissy fit about Garrow. Garrow had to, like, you know, just freestyle cut some fabric, and Christian was sort of dramatic about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christian right? hates a freestyle cut. <laughs> another of the many things that might kill Christian. Yeah, yeah. But it was interesting to see because, uh, you know, I guess the model walked all over that um, during the the Nina. So so that was during um, the last episode and it got mm-hmm. damaged. So there's just looks like there's like a stiletto hole through it. So um, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm just like, yeah, no, I think girl's fine with this. Just let him cut. Just let him cut it off. He needs to focus on that zipper. So, yeah, well, yeah, we, we yeah that that zipper and again poor kate so yeah all right so anything else before we head out to the runway um uh gets everybody dressed and then needs to be dressed dressed so (laughs) wait oh no i missed that that. i love that that was great why not (laughs) Why not? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, that it was like. Wait, I need to. I need to put. Need to put my shoes on. Could could one of you put my shoes on? Could could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Asking it it's 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 the usual kind of kind of running backstage. Yes. Thing. Yeah. And we also have the guests arriving, and um, I erroneously thought that we would get a moment of lifetime plus Bravo under one roof, but it just seems like we only have the contestants from Bravo. And then we have some all-stars who were Bravo all-stars. I mm-hmm. mean, who were Bravo Project Runway Prime, but then lifetime all-stars. Um, yeah. 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 So, My 
big question in all of this is like, what does Nick Veros have on, on users? Because he's he gets gets a shot coming in, he gets another another shot as people are being seated. He's seated behind Nina, mm -hmm. and he also gets like a, like a react shot. Of, you know, you know, um, uh, like like afterwards. So Nick Barrios is the chair or the head of fashion at Fitum at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise in LA. Oh, okay. And he has like thousands of followers on Instagram, thousands mm -hmm. of followers on on Twitter. Um, I think he also does a recap. Like he's still recapping, even though he's he's like the <laughs> the head of the college, uh, head of Fitum or whatever. But I think that's probably why. I mean, I it was just, just a lot of Nick, and I, I believe I think he's adorable, mm -hmm. and was, was like was sort of crushed crushed out out on him during his season, mm -hmm. and then in fact I think tried to to buy Barbie doll doll like he, he was in the he 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 was it was during the season when where like they designed Barbie doll something, yeah, and he won that, yeah, yeah, he yeah, won he won it. yeah, yeah. I tried to they were all sold out about immediately, um. <laughs> Anyway, but I was just just like, wow, this is like a lot of cutting back and forth to Nick, and that's some like intense pastement. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that, but yeah, no, I'm going back through it, and yeah, and and there also, I don't know, there's really no one else from like season one, but he's super prominent as the, I, I guess like the an OG alum. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, he's sitting next to a few other people. I think the president of CFDA <laughs> and okay. some other people. So yeah. Oh my God. Nick Varius was front and center. Um, okay. So let's head to, uh, the runway and listeners, this is where you can pull up your cheat sheet and it's on, um, it's in the show notes. So click that link and it'll take you straight there. And again, there are three pages this week. Um, does anyone have anything to say about our judges? So we have our normal judges. We have Elaine Welteroth, Nina Garcia, Brandon Maxwell, Carly Kloss as a host, and of course our guest judge, Diane von Furstenberg. But we have like the usual where everyone struts through. They're all waiting upstairs somewhere in their green room when they're champagne. And then Carly comes over and goes, guys, it's time to go down. Follow me. And she's wearing an outfit that I thought maybe was a Garo. It looked like something that girl could have made for her because Elaine clearly was wearing a Brandon suit, a Brandon dress. I think that was a Brandon Maxwell dress. And I think Nina is also wearing mm -hmm. Brandon. Um, and so, but Carly, I was like, huh, what is Carly wearing? This is very interesting. It just definitely seems like something that could be an homage to Garo's galactic fantasy world or something like that but yeah um okay so let's get to it so <laughs> the first the first designer up is sebastian and mm -hmm. on the first page of course we have all 10 of his looks um so let's yeah let's let's go through them um also if you have any thoughts of what the judges said then we can kind of just scrunch them all in here together also if you want to bring those up um feel free yeah so any 
so we start off with this orange piece, which we've seen before from the from the last episode. Um, and and that is the opening piece. But the the also the title of the of um, the runways are, are yeah their titles are on the side as well. And his title is Reminiscence. Um, it's based off of the artisanal um, basket weaving techniques from Colombia and paying homage to um, that indigenous tradition as well so yeah so any 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 thoughts on this entire collection or any any pieces in particular that you guys want to talk about oh i thought he should have opened with the second look instead of the first one that oh he the, chose. One the jacket yeah yeah because i think that look not only was it just visually stunning but i think it sets the tone for what's next whereas the first look not really it's too one-dimensional. I think the second look incorporated a lot of elements that the collection is about. Hmm. Uh, for me. Yeah, I think that's also one of the basket jackets that he kept in because he has this one. This the second one is is one of the jackets, um, and then the like the emerald green that's third to last is also one of those jackets with a bunch of zippers and things like that into it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I really love that piece. Yeah. Nalan, any thoughts? No, I mean, I, I, I agree with that, that, that it's, um, it, every, everything else has a, um, kind of nipped in, in ways and this, and the first look doesn't, doesn't really, mm. uh, the way that, the way that that jacket hangs, feels feel a little off from the rest of it. Yeah. Um. And there's something about, I, I, I think even though he took he took that, uh, even even though he to dress us up a bunch, it still um, um is a little confining and into of, in terms of walking in it. But otherwise, I mean, l looking at it overall, it's like okay, this, okay, this is a feel collection. It this this feels like it. It is, um, you know, ex extends of and, and, and integrations of, of a few different thoughts that are that are not at you know that are that are that are made harmonious. Mm -hmm. I mean that thing, right? Yeah. He's very very harmonious in terms of the way that he puts things together, and um, and it, it it all it all feels really good. I I would say, and a, and a nice thing about it is that, um. It, it there are diff different models in here here who do not feel like they're being, being treated differently. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, because I really kind of appreciated that he. Even though it wasn't my favorite, what he closed with um, wasn't. For instance, I think a, a, like a typical collection would close with the fourth look with something mm -hmm. that was very uh, like a typical gown um something that was luxurious and yeah. and very dramatic in the silhouette and in how it how it moved but everything moved so wonderfully that i th that i kind of i would actually would have been okay if he kept this piece out the just the, the fourth piece um but i think it worked that he uncinched it because he had it with the with a belt that we don't even see with a mm -hmm. colored one of those amazing um, leather belts, um, but letting it kind of flow actually, I think, 
lets it out so that it also looks like something that could be worn by so many different types so many different types of bodies and so many different mm-hmm. shapes and so many different sizes um because honestly like asia's look i love that color so much and i thought it was just mm-hmm. incredibly sexy and very just very flattering in a way that's just it, not just like the top and having it with those lines but with the pants i really really loved and that there was there were so many pants in this collection that paired so well with these really nice duster-like jackets. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's working with material that's really, really hard to, to make. And we didn't hear, we didn't have to hear from anyone say like, Oh my gosh, this fabric shows every puck and every, every like little like Nick here, you, you know, if you're overworking it, because this is a fabric that if you don't know how to work with it, it shows everything. It shows all of the, yes the imperfections and there were none <laughs> there yeah. were no imperfections yeah. and just looking at it you could just really enjoy how they moved and the silhouettes and and there were some things that just were too much like I think again that third to last um emerald piece like that jacket's too much but I don't care it's you know it's, oh I love it that's it was probably my favorite great. look <laughs> like I love I love that it's just it was a dress like I was like it's too yeah. much but I don't care I could see that I could see Oprah wearing this somewhere. Like this is the kind of like gown dress that's sort of that I think is very celebrity ready. Like it is like I have no reason to wear that. Mm-hmm. But I love the color. I love the color. I like all the little construction issues, like the asymmetrical neckline. Mm-hmm. Um I like asymmetry in, in general in this dress, I think. I think it has, it's like the most asymmetrical look. Well, except for the orange one, the number two. So my two favorites is number two and the, let's see, uh, number eight. So two mm-hmm. and eight mm-hmm. um, are my favorite. Um, and again, both of these are so red carpet ready already. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just, it's just really, really great, interesting looking sportswear. It's all, um, it's all that good thread used. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a well needed trip to, to mood. You know? <laughs> he needed that trip because, and I, you know, I kind of, um, I didn't even write this down, but there was a moment where he was trying to play with all of the $300 worth of fabric that he bought from mood and didn't use any of it. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. use any of it. Um, and there's something also that you tweeted Nalen about. Yeah, no, I found myself at, the art store for no reason before a big show. Like, you know, just like thinking yes. you need something. Yeah. Well, that's true. I totally really relate to psychology. I'm, I constantly like need something else. I need to be doing something else. There's not what this is. It's not, it's not. And if I should probably make some, something else, like mm-hmm. I'll just run down to the, I'll run down to the art supply store and I'll, I'll pick up like, okay, I'm here. I just need to pick up some more colored pad pens and whatever, you know, it's not, and I've I've done it enough that I realize realize it's not like it really is going anywhere. It's just just some weird nervous habit that I have. Yeah, I that, think that I like sort of need to indulge right beforehand. Yeah, but I think that's part of the process of finalizing something, or at least for yeah. me, as as a chronic over preparer, I do similar things like that too. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just it's just part of my process to yeah. have built-in redundancy here mm-hmm. and there. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I know. I I have to figure out how to like I'll do that and then in my mind I'm just like, You're doing this again. What are you doing here? I still have not accepted that that's something that I do. But yeah. You notice that that Sebastian also cut like all of all of the saddlebags and the like like he he does a little exchange with Christian beforehand beforehand about um um all of leather accessories that he had had like at, I think at a certain point, every look had some kind of like belted accessory mm-hmm. yeah. on yeah. it, and and m- most of them are gone. I know it was like he was trying to get a job at Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Are you trying to like be the top designer there? Like what? You don't. Well, need to also, be... <laughs> didn't didn't we find out, find out last week his dad was a leather worker? worker? Yes. yes. Oh yes. Like so maybe that was. Worker. So maybe that's also like like. I my you know my dad dad was was willing to call of these for me me. Of course, yeah. I'll find find a way to use them in the in the show. Yeah, because his dad made all those belts. Yeah, it's amazing. He made I them. thought the saddle ba- I thought the saddlebags were also. Okay, this is just me and my imagination. This is just what I thought they were. I thought they were sort of um, part of the landscape of the. Um, indigenous non-urban culture i thought that shape had probably more meaning i felt very deprived by mm. not knowing the meaning of that shape even though like, <laughs> even though uh, sebastian chose not to use it fine but i would have loved to know like what is the history of that shape like what do people use that for is that for long distance travel is that for special occasion i would have wanted to know more about that but i thought that those pouchy pouchy bags were part of some kind of tradition that mm-hmm. that Sebastian was referencing and I love that. Yeah, I think yes. I would love to see a 30 look piece or a 30 look runway from Sebastian. And oh, you know, maybe yeah. with, you know, down the line next year we'll be able to see him be able to incorporate more of that um if he gets you know, just with with more looks then um that mm-hmm. will work out if you're able to kind of stretch it out um over more so yeah anything else to say about sebastian's before we move on that you know we wrap up backstage and he just it has this most moment being overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by the by the um experience and sort of breaking breaking down crying and and is in the middle of like like a group model cuddle yeah they all like close in and they're oh you're so sweet oh can we sit down now can we have beverage (laughs) now (laughs) now now can we eat tater tots can i have at least a coffee please (laughs) some champagne and and then sebastian stops crying he's like no no i said no eating we're like oh my god gosh calm down sebastian no cheese in my coat (laughs) so we cut from sebastian Sebastian receiving the love his model models to um, Garo raising his fist, striding out to the in, into the bank. <laughs> I, I don't know why this is hilarious to me because I really love impersonating Garo um, <laughs> because he has his weight because he he has this way of just floating around his dress pieces 
And every move his limbs make, I, I would like, because we all know that Sebastian now it was a professional ballet dancer. I have a feeling that Garo also might have been a professional dancer or could have been. Um, anyway, so he comes out and he kind of does this pose where he strikes like position two, shoots out his leg. It's like, hi, <laughs> Garo. Thank you for coming, everyone. Follow with me on my crazy detour through my cosmic mind. And that's the title of his um, uh, his finale runway. So, yeah, let's get to it. So that's going to be page two for Garo Sparrow. And, um, yeah, so then he opens with this piece that, um, you know, I'm trying to see if you can see it from the cheat sheet, but it definitely is corseted. Um, but yeah. it also is an intro to a lot of the type of fabrication that we'll see throughout here. Um, again, it's galactic glamour. Um, but yeah, any, any thoughts on, on, uh, on Garo's collection and standouts favorites? Well, (laughs) Nail, do you want to go first? (laughs) This is sweetness Uh, and light. (laughs) Well, I, um, um, well, I said something uh, the first time I was watching, um, which was, was about the collection overall. It's like Gara's collection are like the is like the clothes that um, you know, you know mid level vampires wears wear to somebody's wedding who they don't don't. <laughs> um, and that's awesome. That was a little a little harsh, maybe. Um, at watching it this time around, it was like, okay, first three looks, I'm there with you, with you. and then the f- fourth look, and from then on, it's like, no, hmm. I'm I'm gone. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's it's like it it's not not a collection, weirdly enough. Hmm. Like like out of those like twenty looks that he ended up produ- producing, he didn't give himself enough theme variation. And and what's weird is remember um, that 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 he and Christian have the whole back and forth about well like wait cutting the paillette dress and gonna put in that dress which was a sort of like sea green dress and and gargar goes yeah, my girl looks looks so good in it she looks fantastic in it yeah um and and actually when you see in the back background shots she does look really good in it but somehow that that also got cut so it's so it's like the stuff that had had more color it ended up getting getting cut in favor of stuff that's viewed more towards black sex or noodles well, because I Except thought... for the one, one reveal of the green dress, yeah. blue, whatever that is, the, the blue dress. Okay, so I'm confused because I thought that look number six was the dress that got in over the payette dress, but that it isn't? There's another no, dress? Not. No, 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 no. no, no. That, yeah, that's not Swamp Thing dress. No, no the Swamp Thing, thing dress is the finale dress. The, the yeah. So number oh. six, I thought, was the dress where he's like, oh, oh no, this is the dress because it's kind of pleated at the top. Unless it, because it that it's it, it has similar construction, but the dress that the dress that he, he was going to sub in has more of a cap sleeve. Oh, on it. okay. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, that's really fascinating. Um, because I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, these are, yeah, these are very deliberate choices. I think that Garrow actually was trying to push himself to show that what he does has ready-to-wear appeal, that it's not, mm-hmm. theat- that's not theatrical, it's not costumey, it's not um, just subcultural, you know, it has ready-to-wear appeal. Fine. But to me, I'm with you, Nayland. I think the top three looks are the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it starts to get so bridal, so promy. Mm-hmm. And I sort of don't understand where the whole punk thing went, because that's what Marnie said. You need to change the accessories. She didn't say punk it out, but something like that. Something like this has edge to it. I think that Mm -hmm. was the word that was used. There's some edge. You're edgy. You're edgy. So bring some edge into it. And Mm -hmm. looking over at this collection, it's not unlike things that show a fashion week already. So, yeah, and not that it has to not not that it has to look so drastically different, but I sort of thought, where's Garrow? Hmm. Yeah, where's where's the person who made that that um the Rocket Man man outfit? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. like that is, is this is weirdly conservative. Yes, and kind like of... I'm trying. Yeah, no, it's just weirdly. It well, I'm just gonna say it reminds me of or how you guys are, are speaking of it. It reminds me of Santino's collection, where mm-hmm. something very similar happened. Where you have this designer throughout the whole season is on the cusp of costume, and has been ridiculed mm-hmm. and kind of tried to, you know, mm-hmm. you know where they've tried to pull him back. Blah blah. Um, Santino's, of course, is a drastically different designer than Garo, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I was really confused by a lot of the choices, especially number four, which is just a knit sweater with yeah. some type of overgrown cowl neck that kind of looks like a hood sometimes. Um, and even one, two, three, four, five, six, look, number seven, the white one that looks like with the model who looks like Carrie Washington, um, mm-hmm. which I think is, which is great, but. I didn't understand what it was doing in this collection. It was almost like, um, yeah, a totally different designer made that piece. Yeah. 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 yeah this is like Valentino, like very conservative Valentino. Yeah. yeah and then this styling is, is really weird too. Like, I, don't, I don't like that the hair on any of these, these models. Yeah. It's pretty, just pretty natural for all of them, you know, just whatever their hair kind of looks like. We just put a part down the middle, and then that's it. Just kind of let them go. Um, and I and I wonder what like this to me for, and again, it, what's galactic about it all? Yeah. yeah, no, no idea. You know, just sparkle some some sequins. It's not really quite enough. Yeah, I mean, the bottom three dresses are my least favorite out of everything. And also with Kate, you know, we, of course you can't see it on the cheat sheet, but that zipper is extremely wonky on the back and the judges call it out. And I thought you have 17 to 20 looks and you you're going to, yeah, you're going to send out something that isn't perfect. Like it's not perfect. 
and also you know of course with Garo he's like well you know it's not great and I would love to put out something that wasn't wonky but if they just look at the rest of the collection and maybe they'll I don't know maybe they'll dismiss it and it's just like I it, it's a really interesting thing that stress does to you <laughs> where you're like oh no you know I can't really do well, much also, more also that dress is leather isn't it Kate's dress? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You sure? I, I don't, I'm I don't actually what not it sure. Is. I, I would never, I don't. I, I, I kind of think that it is. Oh my God. And I think that it's probably why he was so committed to it being in in the show. Because it's, it's like, my God, you could get leather to do that. Wow. But That's leather? I, I, yeah, I kind of I, think it is, but it's kind of see-throughy. Like there's some, it's not. No, it's, no, it's not entirely sheer. No, it's not sheer at all. It definitely has a backing on it because you can see a little bit of the under, um, the, yeah, the, the wrong end. Oh, well, you think it's a backing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh. not. You're not looking through that. No, no. Oh, okay, okay. That's crazy. If that's leather. Actually, that that is kind of. I mean, of I could could be wrong with that, but I, I, I kind of think think that it is, and that that's why why that's why he why he went on like the rabbit rabbit hole of how how could I get rid of this one? Right, and also why it would be so difficult to put that zipper in. Right, um, right. Yeah. Oh my God. The only thing about this dress is that it looks too similar to the other dress he put her in. Poor oh Kate. God. Like that one Spend episode where you mm. had Kate. It's the same length you know yeah. the same silhouette and it's it's same just, terrible hem yeah it's yeah. not great like hemline great. hemline i should say the hem i'm sure is perfect but the hemline is just terrible yeah and i absolutely hate this last dress i hate it no. i think it's so ugly close up far away it's ugly the model walked it her, like you know, she walked the shit out of that dress. Look, looked great with her gloves, but it's like the gloves also were kind of dumb. Um, I think the gloves are fun, but not with that dress. No, no, it looks too. I don't know. Like it just, just it was very, very dated. I would say with the yeah. gloves. Yeah. But not in a fun way. Just kind of in. I don't know. Just, just sort of. Yeah, just not fun. Um, it's I'm I mean the, we can continue this is this is line that's used cont continually. Um, but you look at Sebastian's collect collection, you totally get that the, these are clothes that people are wearing, wearing out to do something in the world. world. Mm. You look at Garo's collection and you're like, what what's happening here with the, these people? Like yeah. yeah. It's always like something in the past, like someone in the past wore this once, maybe. Well, he said he likes. He said he likes retro. He said that. Right, Garrow has. Garrow has said in the show that he likes retro. Yeah. He likes seventies, um, yeah. and early eighties, but, and I think that's fine to like to like those eras, but it just doesn't. I don't know. It didn't translate so well. Yeah. On the runway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you wanted that, then think think of like new attitude, attitude Pad Labelle, mm, right? Mm -hmm. Good. Like good. you, like if you want to to 
do do that kind of like boxy angular 80s thing then do something thing nutty with it yeah yeah something fun and and it just it feels like it got, got very it feels like he got in his head and it got it got very um quiet and and it's like it told me that that a four club kid had made these clothes i would be like what yeah yeah um so yeah i i, I think we kind of move on because yeah um i mean because we don't really get a backstage moment with garo but he does do his signature kick behind the screen. I know. I know. Oh. I love that kick. Actually, I enough kicking. do like that. Don't be so tough on Garrow, Nayland. Sweetness and light. I'm, 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 uh, I'm ba basically saying it to let y'all know that I'm, I was not, not defending Garrow out of us, uh, that he was, he was flawless or, yeah. I mean, it's like he, he screwed up and I do feel that actually really bitch me screwed up like, mm -hmm. in, in, you know, the previous week. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my, that's my thing that it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. But I have to say, he did a great job doing something that none of us liked, but I think that's what he wanted to do, which is, in my eyes, I think he did a great job toning down his aesthetic. Hmm. I think he, he, if he wanted to test that out, mm -hmm. then he did it. He achieved mm -hmm. the test that he wanted to try, or, 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 or he, he did the exercise that he wanted to test. That's what I mean to say. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's just not fun for us to see because we're like where's garrow what's this right the first, the first three looks okay S super introductory great looks so i have to i have to give him credit for that because i think yeah yeah well you know that the, about... you know you know the direct the collection went in it didn't go in the rocket man collection it, it went yeah. in the direction of, of his um his government were Wait, his what? His, his um the 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 um mail delivery person. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like this. Oh yes. The clothes that are kind of similar in effect to what what he made for her. Right. And right. and she responded so so positively to and 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 in a way it was like okay that like from a business standpoint it's like okay yeah. so here's a whole other batch of um of people who could wear your clothes and feel fine about wearing them and like feel like they they you know like like some, some they got special and was and um, um and it was really nice for them and i think that that's i i, I in that way, way i agree with you patricia that that um, he he ended up making not that not the collection that i particularly wanted to see but he made a he made a batch of clothes that um, um that um, made the case for him as a as a, a as as a broader designer than he had hmm. yeah. yeah presented yeah. Them to us. interesting yeah. and he's had so I think in that regard he's actually over the three here he's had the biggest transformation hmm. Hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah I agree um okay so let's move on to Hester Sunshine. Hester. And the title of her runway is Y2K Coco or Cyber Rococo. And um, 
opens up with a banger. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, and a pre-banger. Pre-banger. A... I, I really love the outfit that her BFF, that Hester's BFF is wearing. Oh, I love oh her, her wife, her spouse. Love, uh, yeah. Well, the spouse is there. The partner is there, and so is a, a best friend, a BFF, Tess. Oh, who's there oh, with I... this green Kelly green blouse and this big wide hat under a bandana, and I love it. <laughs> oh yeah oh that's right oh i forgot about her yeah. and and you know i love my big wide like straw hats <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah it's like like your gardening farmer hat <laughs> exactly <Right>. exactly <laughs> also also something else that was very confusing to, to me mm-hmm. is um like if you look at um 47 30 39 Okay, forty-seven, thirty-nine. Yeah. Oh, mm. um, okay. I have to do that. You know what? I have one of the. I have Sling TV. I don't have cable, so I have Sling TV. Oh, okay, so okay. So you're not anyway. Anyway, I, I'll rewind. just point this out that there's um there's a I I think it's I think it's a drag queen with a really high blonde bouffant <laughs> hairdo. <laughs> Yeah, on oh. the right-hand side. Who, who is on the right-hand side. But but they must have done, like, like any number of reshoots because sometimes they're in the shot and times they're not. And I'm like, wait, wait which direction are they com- coming from? And what, like, like, like sometimes it makes make sense they're where they are on the right and then other, other times they're like, <laughs> not in that shot. shot and, and I'm, like, continually, like, what is like, is this person there? Would they were they just like? I'm sorry, you're you're too distracting. Like you you can't be in this version version of it or something. Maybe was it a blonde a blonde white lady? In a uh, yes. Something. Oh, I do yes. remember that. I do remember that. And it's interesting because yeah. um I'm just watching the part. So of course, um Fijin opens the show in the yes. um, like the Marie Antoinette tutu, and um and her wig kind of approximates that drag queen's wig. <laughs> like uh-huh. when, when she turns around, like, cause from the back, you don't know like what it is. Like it's just kind of yeah. high, but from the front, it's like, Oh, you're also wearing a blonde Marie Antoinette wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you have lent that to one of the other models in the runway so that we could have <laughs> a couple more? Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean because i mean i was actually surprised that only fidgen had the wig i thought that um yeah it was going to be something that was sort of throughout but but not really or that she opened it and didn't close it with that wig Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah because i i know i mean it's something that the, the judges will bring up that they were so excited and she got applause i don't think anyone else had gotten applause um during the runway but Vision got an ovation, and then mm-hmm. the next woman comes out wearing a really great outfit, but it's just like, oh, where's her wig? Okay, <laughs> so it's kind of like a legend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought this was really fascinating on Twitter because there was a lot of controversy over how close these looks look to Clueless. So there are a lot of Clueless memes coming out all over the place and people just like oh my gosh that's actually Cher's driver's test outfit look at it oh my god yeah that's where it came from 
But I think people were missing that that's exactly what Hester was going for. And that was actually a part of it. Because some of the looks were very reminiscent of Clueless. Um, in a way that was still very fun, but luxurious and just so bright and a lot of energy, especially after um, like Garo's runway that just that had like a, its own palette. Um, but definitely a subdued, iridescent, kind of sparkly palette. Um, but this one, definitely Hester told everyone to do a twirl wherever you feel comfortable. Mm. And they all <laughs> did that to the best of their abilities. Um, but yeah, no. Um, any any thoughts on this? <laughs> on the show overall? Yeah. Because I'm just kind of looking through. I mean, I, you know, it, it is, um, it, I, I find, find it exhilarating, but I will also say that, that not everybody can wear this. Right. Yeah. But, like, you need to be comfortable with the thing being su super short. Wait, super what? Su super short. Okay. Like, yeah. like, like you you have to be able with showing a a lot of of leg in most case, cases, mm -hmm. and and um and and there there is a way. I, it's so hard for me to kind of disassociate a kind kind of baby doll aesthetic, aesthetic from um, a kind of weirdly sex sexualized doll aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, and so those parts of it are just like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's odd for me. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot that I, that I, uh, and I sort of talked before about, like, I think that Hester's own personal dressing is a lot about, um, disarming people. Hmm. By meaning by associating herself with like like little girlhood, so that the fact she's tall mm -hmm. and um you know is uh is sort of, sort of taken by like every like everything short and like cute and like rompers and not a not a threat. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a way that this like hit hits some of that in the collection and then that I'm that I'm less interested in. Mm -hmm. Um I, I do uh I really do do like the second look a lot. I like the, the sort of shrug. Yeah. That's that's worn down down like the first part of it and then and then, and then like Put on as a as a drug that's like this this wear of like furry sleeves, like that that to me feels like like a real design moment of coming like an interesting piece of clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, more source and I think some of these other things that feel like, um, um, well here's my take on a like what if you wore a romp romper pair and a and a like and a bra. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway, I mean, all of this is just that actually, actually, I think it's a really good collection, and I, I think that, but there, there's elements in it that, that 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh-huh. not practical. I mean, yeah, I, there are certain things that I had to fuzz my brain with, um, or actually just fuzz my eyesight <laughs> because mostly it's, it, to me, it's, it's, it's like an, ex, it's a texture and print and color extravaganza. There's so many things mm-hmm. in here that I don't really understand or don't necessarily, I've never thought of putting these things together, especially with this um, kind of like this, maybe like old to Madonna bra over your clothes type deal. But even uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, or, not Madonna. Whoops, Jean-Paul yeah. Gaultier, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Or even, I, I won't let her take credit for that. Yeah, or or even like this, um, you know, even the, the outfit that everyone was, was pinging as the clueless outfit, um, the arms which being one, sheer. Which one is that? So that's number, which one is... actually it's number it's number three, number four, and I think that's it. Yeah, number three and number four are the very obvious oh. clueless outfits. Um, okay. And number four, what I appreciate is is the fabrication of it, where it's fascinating mm-hmm. to look at. The print is really interesting. Um, but I've seen this before, of course. We've all, I shouldn't say we've all seen it on Clueless, yeah, but it's have. something that I thought was very interesting on Twitter, that it really kind of sparked everyone's memory of this um very specific moment in time in a, in a way but that she has kind of twisted it into this really weird kaleidoscopic type deal and so visually it's very very pleasing even though most of them just like no i i, I don't think it would wear any any of it i would wear number five the jacket and the bomber like a see-through bomber i think is really interesting it's impractical it's just aesthetically and visually pleasing and so um yeah and i mean i kind of i kind of thought about what it would be like to wear the last dress which is basically just all plastic um it's Mm -hmm. got this really weird vinyl look that definitely i'm like if if you get too hot in that um that's it i think it's just a one-wear dress (laughs) (laughs) you know i I don't i don't know why that was necessary yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, what were we gonna say? I, me? Yeah. Me or now only? I mean, I have so much to say. I think that, like, this is definitely for me one of those what if collections. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I get there, I want to say that um, I really did not like look number three. Mm-hmm. Um. I just didn't see it fitting in. And I sort of had, I sort of thought look number four, to me it's very like London Perv, right? Fine, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how does this fit into all of that? Um, but look number five, I really liked and I almost wished that it was a, a pant instead of a short skirt. Hmm. That to me would have been just outlandishly wonderful. As a collection, and Nayland, I think that what you mentioned, what you're talking about, about sort of the sexualization, which I would actually call infantilization. There's something about mm-hmm. inf- infantilizing kind of feminine signifiers to not be threatening. But I also look at that in another way. I always think about two things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I often think about this, I guess, just um, maybe me and 
and how people react to me. Um, I always think about well, what is it like to rescue femininity from having to be serious all the time when one mm -hmm. has to be serious. Does this collection do it? Eh, at times it does. Not not always in, you know. But also, to me, I look at these collections much like a lot of early 90s collections that were presented as being empowering to women, but were really mm -hmm. also at the same time very appealing to sort of male patterns of objectification. Mm. These are, you know, when made by somebody like Hester, to me, these become what-if collections. And by mm -hmm. what-if, I mean what if I could wear what I wanted, what made me feel great, without having to worry about either people's judgments or, or my safety, right? Mm -hmm. Or or whatever else. Um, because I'll tell you, even I can't imagine where I would wear something like, I don't know what, um, let's just say, one, two, three, look number seven. Mm -hmm. I would not wear that alone anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would. <laughs> I don't know. I like, just love I, that I look. need like, I like it. I love it. No, I, yeah. oh, I would wear that look, but I would not wear it alone. I would need like a pack of seven people <laughs> mm -hmm. around me to wear that. I need like, you know, Rakan, Bishmi, Alp. I need like, <laughs> you know, I need like your pile of bruiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean is like a person wears something something like this and a person will probably unless you are kind of escorted and I guess this is the reality of a lot of people is you don't get street harassed when you wear things like this because if you are Rihanna it doesn't matter and by the way I think Rihanna would wear half of this collection in oh, a yeah. second mm -hmm. this was very oh another thing this is very editorial it's not real life right so it's sort of like very editorial minded yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and that's fine that's what it is mm -hmm. you know so it, it doesn't matter that you have to think about sitting down in a plastic skirt <laughs> that's mm -hmm. very short <laughs> well, this, this is my my because it's like like i i kind of love i mean i love fat fat fams mm -hmm. um and and I and I and there's so much stirs vibe, um, and uh, and and it and it's like I look at these clothes and they do make me excited about about the prospect of like dressing up and going outside. But, but I'm also you know a large, um, uh, you know, you know older. Um, you know, male presenting person mm -hmm. who, who can kind of get through most situations uh, um, by looking, looking absurd, mm -hmm. and and I not and you know the 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 the, the, the overall most of the response responses is going to be that people people their seat on the subway way they don't like like you know get aggressively mm -hmm. but i think about like I, I i hear you patricia i think that there's just like something in, in the clothes that is, is i mean what if is, is a good, good turn it's also sort of aspirational but there's also a moment in it which does feel, feel to me like it little um kind of requires 
Hester to be there to kind of like like guide yeah. you through all of it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, hmm. I totally see that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. I just, I think that's something. That's what's so interesting and specific and imaginative about it. Um, I mean, I'll bring up that. So Diane von Furstenberg loves Hester. Mm-hmm. And um, during judging, was like, you know, if you don't win this thing, I'll mentor you. And right, so, you can come work for me. Yeah, you can come work yeah. for me. <laughs> and I feel like, in that sense, it, you know, I'm and everyone's asking. I hope that's true. Can, you know, is she, is she working for her? Is there some type of um, mentorship going on? Hopefully, there is. But. Um, but I, but I, I don't know. I, I think that it's nice that she has a person who is championing, championing this type of imagination and this type of. I, I do like this idea of like a what if qualityness of it, mm-hmm. um, and someone who is able to realize something that is, you know, kind of like just straddling this, this idea of being fantastic, um, but also so specific. Hmm. Well, also, also, um, uh, Dan points out Hester's anger, hmm. which I, which in a way, I, I wish there was kind of more of in the collection. Oh yeah, like, like that she really, really taps into the fact that like this, this person like ex- excited, but also they're they're really pissed off. Yeah, and yeah. and and I think that probably some of that anger is about like. Can't we go out walk walking like this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, and I think that's a. I think that's exactly exactly. Um, I, I think that's a thing thing that is appealing to to see in another designer. Designer. That's probably a, a quality that is, um, more like like I'm interested to see that in a young artist than and to see somebody who. who has really think or you know really has, has it all it all out and is kind of simply entering into um the kind of the predetermined pathway way right because she has <laughs> been... also... no go ahead i just also don't feel like that this collection and quite gets to that anger still still feels kind of merged in the section yeah, and the only person that kind of portrayed that was the one model that I was like, hello. <laughs> it was the one that Brandon Maxwell said, oh, she came to work today. Oh, yeah. Remember that model? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, she can come work next to me. <laughs> was, that, was that look number eight? Or eight? Um, the one with the pixie yes. cut, yeah. Yes. Like the really short yes. like, I think haircut. That model conveyed, because Hester kept on saying, oh, I want somebody that conveys attitude and toughness and i think that model was really the only one who delivered that yeah you know um yeah and and also i want to say like hester has been saying that she's here to set trends Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah and you know what that's how you do it through editorial so i think yeah she's on her wavelength with this absolutely Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Yeah. All right. Um, so anything else before we move on? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to, 
you know, open it up if if you had any comments on how the judges saw these pieces or these collections or anything that stood out with their their feedback. Oh, um well, the first thing I want to say is that I really love their group hug backstage with the three contestants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it's like, who cares? But I loved it. No, <laughs> no I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, it, it was very sweet. <laughs> There's also a moment where they go back and Sebastian takes off his shoes like he's been wearing like four inch heels all day you know because they've all mm. been like working. he's like my feet are killing he takes off his shoes and then what i th- i would like to imagine is garl's like i'll make y'all some drinks so he goes to the bar <laughs> makes some drinks but then hester also takes off her shoes and they decide to put their feet up on the couch they're going to mm-hmm. lay on the ground put their elevate their feet on the couch then girl comes back it's like wait you guys were sitting now you're just lying down you're like you should do this it really is good for your back garo and then sebastian goes yeah it's really good for your back garo it was very much like here take your freaking drinks you weirdos like here look at i this. love that i love that <laughs> it's very cute yeah it's great it's great um but yeah so um yeah i don't really have anything to point out about what the judges said. I mean, a lot of the things that they had to say, I, you know, was, was thinking, but I, I really, again, loved having Diane von Furstenberg on the panel. Yeah. Um, to kind of pull little things out and also to be the contrarian in, in mm-hmm. on some of these parts. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind, kind of, this is obviously, obviously like the victory lap. They're going to go like super, super hard on them. Right, right. You know, in 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 judging at this at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, so so people say really really nice things. Right, right. Um, people say nice things. People say you know other. They say mostly nice things, but but also, I would say, when they when they send the designers away and they're just deliberating amongst themselves, Brandon. I think had sort of read the temperature of the room and was like, can we just say that Garo is not in the running anymore? It's just between Sebastian and Hester. So that was the only thing that, that was, it was surprising to me that it was just right off the bat. They just kind of like uh, deemed him third. And then I, I, yeah, sorry. I I just want to say, I blame the zipper. I think the zipper, it's like if he had put in that other dress that uh, Thijin wore, I think they would have maybe been like, okay, but you send a zipper like that blatantly, that is an instant disqualifier and understandably so. Not against Sebastian. You can't do that. You really can't Uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think it was pretty clear, like, they they said like like in terms you know they all said like super super nice things but they they could have they, they said like fewer nice things to garo mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i love how diane von Furstenberg just said clearly the waste is your obsession and mm-hmm. i know <laughs> well you have a you know, vibe and okay which was f- hilarious for her to say because the waist is her obsession. That's why she yeah, made yeah. the wrap dress. You know, that's <laughs> why she likes... Wait, what's that fabric? It's not tensile. It's, um... What's the fabric that she's known for making the the wrap dresses in? Is it's it a jersey? Type of 
it's a, it's a treatment to Jersey. It's like a type of Jersey. It's like a, a uh, treatment to Jersey or a type of Jer Jersey. Yeah, I don't know. I just anyway, don't, it doesn't yeah. matter. But it was funny that she said that. I was like, ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she can relate. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so shall we just announce? Well, I will. I will say one thing that when they go into judge judgment, they uh, when when they are ta talking about um, Hesser, mm -hmm. um, they really point to her ability to accessorize. Right, mm. right. And 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 I think think that that's like a, a clear like 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 that is true that 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 is like one of her major strengths like the fact that she came out like coordinated with with every look that she sent down the, the right mm -hmm. <laughs> like all season long she was wearing something that was that was you know that worked with it that right. that she's so conscious and and um and there's a mo moment where people are going like, you know, there's this thing in design now that people don't don't want to buy the buy the clothes. They they want to buy in into the personality and the and the lifestyle. Yeah. And there's a way that Hester is like a kind of like, has has mastered like like a kind of Instagram. Um, personality slash design sensibility hmm. right yeah. that that is that's such a coherent look and you understand the way that like like if if hester just put out a, a range of purses right mm -hmm. like so so many people would know those purses yeah because also right? if if, if she just did like a like a swimsuit collection, collection mm -hmm. people would buy that. Like that, her strength is not necessarily. It's in combination, and it's in like like giving you the way that these combinations add up to kind of idea about living. Yeah, I mean, because I think in a way the accessories have come to be something very necessary in thinking of. How, yeah, how we've, yeah, and and how we've been talking about her and her clothes and her aesthetic and what she's doing. That she again, like Hester, has to be there to contextualize it. So she has to put in all these other things to demonstrate some possibility of this existing. Period, in a practical yeah. way, and I think the accessories mm -hmm. make it a little bit more accessible and more well literally accessible and um and more uh yeah yeah just just more practical so so that hat box you know it's kind of it's even more practical than a brandon maxwell <laughs> purse, mm -hmm. which is an acrylic box um, yeah but she has this hat box that's in the same fabric as those pants and maybe yeah, it could be a purse shoes. and yeah and shoes and, and she shoes. covered shoes in that fabric right mm -hmm. and so it's like you need those extra accoutrements on the outside to kind of be like okay well perhaps this could be something i can go for because it's a lot of it's it could be it's they're they're um like smatterings of things you've seen before and of course those other things that you've never seen or couldn't ever think of wearing like those plastic skirts um yeah I don't know. It seems like a whole universe. Yeah, I I just yeah. also want to say she is light years beyond um where we were with with my 
with my um, uh, my point point of irritation a couple of seasons, of seasons back of Aaron and yeah, you know, oh. like oh, yeah. first I thought of them as being being very sir. They were cast as very similar to type, mm-hmm. but the, the truth is that that um, Hester is like so much more sophisticated and so more together. In and more control of her vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. And so much more experience. I mean, because Hester, I, I, yeah, it's very, very, very different from Aaron. And Aaron was had just graduated. Again, oh. from from grad school, we have Hester, who has a, a you know a depth of knowledge, a depth of experience as well, yeah. and was ready for this in a in a very different way. Yeah. So yeah, just in terms of process, in terms of like you know artistic ability. So mm. yeah, ah, so so I I love I love these journeys or these you know <laughs> I I just really have appreciated that we've seen a lot of development in these people so mm-hmm. yeah um and I, I can i just say that i remember marnie um encouraging um hester mm-hmm. to accessorize mm-hmm. and to extend her looks onto the accessories and i think that hester has taken that advice and just made it work for her mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh my gosh that was a marnie suggestion i believe so yeah, huh. and it happened with some kind of look that required some kind of Doc Martin, and Marnie was like, "No, no, no, cover cover the Doc Martin." Oh yeah, that was a pattern, the pattern um, challenge. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Nice callback. Um. All right. Any anything else before we announce? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. They, they back out. They 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 back out from their their final uh, backstage, mm-hmm. and and um and come out on stage. And there's there's everybody. Um. There's there's all of the designers. Yeah. There's the, their well wishers, and then there are the judges. Yeah. So their their loved ones are sitting behind the designers from the entire season, and then you have the judges, and also sort of like in. What is this? Is this like prizes right style or soul train style? Like in the corner is Christian Siriano and Marnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you remember this? Like in the back corner, like on it, their own little surface or their own little part of like the stage is Christian mm-hmm. Siriano and Marnie. And Marnie is wearing these really, really crazy, amazing platforms. So she's just about the same height as Christian Siriano. She is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she is. Okay. Her, yeah. Yeah, it's really wonderful. Her, her um, top knot adds, adds a foot or two, but you know she's quite yeah. tiny. <laughs> yes. She's also super tan. I don't know where she's been. <sighs> anyway, um, also, so for for this, I'll ask Nalen. So Nalen, who mm-hmm. is who is the winner of season two point Bravo? Project Runway. Well, it turns out that the winner is Sebastian. <laughs> of course. I wouldn't say of course. So many people were just like, well, of course it's going to be Sebastian. I wasn't so sure, but I just really love this moment. 
mm-hmm. um, where he breaks down and then his best friend. So his so his husband's there and his husband's, you know, this really nice man. Mm-hmm. He's like, yay. But his best friend goes nuts. She loses it. <laughs> and so she <laughs> it's just really wonderful. And then we have Bishmi who's wringing his hands. He's just you know, like like what kids do when they get really excited and they just don't know what to do and the excitement just runs through their bodies. They just start wringing their hands. So mm-hmm. Bishmi's doing that. Everyone's crying. Um yeah. So it's Sebastian. And we get get um, Nina. Nina um gives him some little speech in in, in uh first and first intention in English. Yes, yes. Um she says felicitati I think it's felicitaciones. Mm-hmm. Congratulations in Spanish. And I wanted her to say the whole thing in Spanish. I was like, just just talk to him in Spanish and then we'll we'll take the um the closed caption. It's fine. Um but yeah, no, she's she she gives a really heartfelt congratulations to him mm-hmm. and um kind of summarizes his journey. It's like, yeah, you know, you worked really hard to be here. Um and just I'm just really, really proud of you. This also, I think, gives the whole show this really interesting kind of fairy tale headline as well. Because I have read some articles. I haven't gone through the articles because like, I, I wanted to, to speak to you guys first before reading anything. But just this idea of the American dream. Because <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the least of what's happening here. Um, most of what's oh, happening yeah. here is that we have someone who is extremely talented and um worked mm-hmm. her ass off did really well and um and came through you know like this is i don't know i just the whole idea of american dream like that's a really weird kind of thing to put over it um mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know i feel like it's just it was kind of so ex- expected in a way and also uh, but in a, but maybe not i don't know I mean, <laughs> I think that um, I I think there's many ways that Sebastian could have, have um, could have run run aground in this process, mm-hmm. and, and we we saw a couple times when he he almost did. Right. I mean, he was my first pick from for my. Okay. Yes, he was. Um, um, but but really that that because I'm I I was like solid dressmaking skills tend to get get you be far on the, on the show so so I so I so I think this will probably um you know this will probably uh um probably do well do well yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, it was just kind of such, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm really glad that it was him. And also mm-hmm. it I, it could have gone either way with Hester or, or um, in, in my opinion, it could have gone either way. Um, and I think everyone would have been equally happy if it had been any of those three. And, um, but I really feel like Sebastian was really the worthy winner kind of hands mm-hmm. down so yeah yeah i don't know any any final thoughts i have very mixed feelings about that whole like american dream situation um mm-hmm. 
but hey, I mean, it's, it is how people talk about it, and I think that's why I was like, oh, because um, one would expect to have some elasticity about that by now, you mm-hmm. know, that there's more than one kind of dream. Um, and I also thought, well, Sebastian's collection was so specifically South American and indigenous, right? Um so I thought the kind of impose, I don't know, it felt like such an imposure. Um, I have very mixed feelings about that speech and how it was integrated, but I think he is the first kind of um, South American born project runway winner. Mm-hmm. He is. He's not right? the first oh, no. Latinx winner, but he is the first one born in South America. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so I think, okay. That is, and by the way, we have three queer people mm-hmm. on on the finale, which was mm-hmm. also amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to acknowledge that he's made um, a step forward and, and, and whatever. But I sort of had very mixed feelings about that um, uh, about that speech. And can I make so somebody? Uh, Hernandez, I have to tell you this now because okay. someone knows, someone overheard me. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to say a friend of mine sent me a clip of Yolanda Hadid on Housewives. <laughs> and the clip and, and the clip was, my friend's message was, I can't believe you like her. And it was, and the clip was of Yolanda talking to some minion in her castle. And she's saying, you have to speak English. I came here. I worked hard. I speak English oh or something like that. Yeah. I don't even know where, where that's from, but I was like, whoa. Mm. <laughs> so this whole thing kind of reminded me of, of, of that episode where it's sort of like people impressing um, this narrative what of, of almost as if there's only one right way to be an immigrant or to represent what immigration looks like. Mm-hmm. And because there are plenty of people who cross the border who work really hard and are very skilled, like there's no shortage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm not saying that to downplay Sebastian's talent because it's astronomical, but yeah, it was more of how Nina handled it and how, how it was decided to be handled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I could babble on. I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I can babble on that about that too all day long. Um, only because. I, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I think maybe what this goes back to is thinking about the show as a whole, um, and 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 the tensions between um, what reality shows are. And what we watch them for, mm-hmm. It, it's, mm-hmm. I think. I think the three three is pretty much agree that we 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 watch these shows to to see people creatively solve, solve problems in relationship to a set of constraints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, the but but the show usually really conceived of as um, what I call career career porn, which yeah. is that 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 they allow a sort of sort of narrative of career that ha- that ha- has a very predetermined form and of those four forms is the is the the hard work immigrant right yeah 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 the person who yesterday was was like a waitress at Tra- traps who gets covered 
and turn to be like a great, great actress. Or, you know, the person who's just like sings in the shower and finally it's their shot. This is their moment of passion. Yeah. Um, so like those sorts of narratives, it's like, it, it feels to me like the return to Bravo, it was a little bit like, okay, we are going to give you in, in the season what, what it is that you want from this show, which is that, that you want to see people come from nothing and succeed in their dreams. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that, that that's like that, that's sort of that they framed Sebastian in that. that oh yeah. 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 And I, and that's you the know? thing like I, I, and I, you know, that's one thing that I think is disappointing about it is that it, it's, that is exactly what he's been doing. But of course, I think in a way, um, in terms of you know the, the elasticity that you brought up, Patricia is just that the the cliche of it, where there's a little bit more depth that we've seen in him, and there's a little bit more depth that the show in, it, in and of itself has presented to us. Yeah, um, I agree. And so to kind of like, kind of, you know, encapsulate it into something that's so simple, and to me, really collapses his experience into you know you've you're the American dream because it's not over yet for him. Um, who's to say mm -hmm. that he's going to take this money and then go on and, and be hugely successful? Um, he could fail. There's still room. There's a room for a, a lot more story there. And this is, it was just a weird way to me, of me to, uh, what I, for me, it was weird to hear Nina. Um, yeah, just kind of just take it in, in, from its dimensions and just really push it into something that is, means something else very very specific that's outside of this context and i and, you know and i understand like coming from nothing and we've all talked about that where there's no there's nothing wrong with having a day job even if your day job is like being a waitress yeah. or, or cleaning houses it's not Absolutely. something to be ashamed of we've you know like that's that's just what you have to do um and so that's also a part of it too here but um it's like we know too much you guys have done as a show they've done too good of a job in showing us who these people are to just kind of sugarcoat it with american dream on top of it mm -hmm. yeah so so i just um i i i'd love for us to talk for a second about what we thought about like this season as a whole but i just want to re refer to 105 oh okay so 105 oh three oh three and i'll mm -hmm. describe it for you <laughs> Okay, uh, 10503. Uh, oh, I'm almost there. Hold on. So, okay, there we go. Okay. So we've got <laughs> Christian talking about how, how we've got Christian talking about how he loved all of Hestos. And and then we've, we've got the look that, that is like Chris, Christian and Rakan are on our going are, are I they're dating. I love it. Rakan is wearing oh. this gigantic rose brooch on a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like this crazy sort of chiffon uh Yeah, one of those like fat roses. But but like like with the look that is just, just like you know, all of all of that all of that bare, barely skies tendon about about working, not working. Now we know what it, what it was all about. Because you know, Christian, I think, is separated from his husband, or I, I think they've. I don't think I think they're no longer together. 
because he mm. was married. Um, but Wait, he's, who, who's no longer together? Christian Siriano and his husband, I think, were are separated or are divorced. Um, that explains so all this flirting over threads. Maybe, mm. you know, just like could be a thing. Um, so funny. Yeah, no, I love that moment. I would, yeah, I would love a Rakan talking head with that really beautiful, <laughs> gigantic rose brooch on your black t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, so what do y'all think of the season? Then? I loved it. I think it was one of the best. <laughs> it was one of the best seasons. And also because I had, I don't think I had terribly low expectations, but it, it really, I, we all had doubts, you know, with, the absence of our favorite people or actually favorite person, Tim Gunn. But um, mm-hmm. I am excited for the next season. I really am looking forward to how they're going to add on to this and, and keep it up. I'm so excited. Yeah. What about you guys? I thought I mean, from, the, from, from the show, from the shows that I've seen, from the seasons that I've seen and remember, <laughs> <laughs> I think this was the most, this runway show was the most consistent somehow. I don't know why I think that, but it seemed like really consistent in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Usually definitely. they're like, oh, clearly this one's the winner. Okay, so we had that in this one too. It was like, okay, Sebastian blew everybody away. But nobody else was too far off, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Maybe I'm now I'm now doubting my own statement there because I'm thinking of some past seasons. Yeah, I, I don't know. Over, overall, it's, yeah, it's definitely my favorite dynamic for top three contestants of hmm. all of Project Runway for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think they got a lot. Right, I think that that we got that we got got more time with them outside of, outside of the workroom was was really sorely needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, in general, like uh, quality hosting and, ju- and judging was up up. Really glad not to see Zach back anymore. Oh yes, that was great. <laughs> Um, and, um, yeah, it, 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 it felt, um, it felt, it felt solid to me. It didn't, it also, I'm glad, glad that, that they rid of a, a lot of more gratuitous product, product Yeah. Like this, like this, this pre challenges based on nothing. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. particularly egregious during um dur- during uh all this last all stars although i think i think nothing will ever top the um the dozen yogurt challenge oh my god wait so mm-hmm. wait i don't i don't i don't even think i remember that the frozen yogurt challenge it was this thing like the like the sponsor was like yogurt pops and they had set up it up like kind of they had to hand out these yogurt pops to pass by on Coney Island. Oh, that's right. At, at Coney Island at the boardwalk. And then they had to ask 
the passers-by to come up with, like, words that sort of dis describe the experience of the frozen, frozen yogurt. And then they picked, picked three of those words that, that they were then going to design... Like fits in relationship to yeah. it was so like three, it was so tortured. They're like three pop words, like so yeah. sparkly, um, sweet and uh, sprinkles. Yeah, so, yeah, something dumb like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I really am impressed. So I'm glad that that that's in the review mirror. There are those sorts of things. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Well, I think I think Brandon is great. I I think think Brandon is good, but I think I think he I, I think they need to, to figure out what to, to do with him a, a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he kind of doesn't say a whole lot. But, hmm. but I but but I also think Elaine is like a really good voice on the show. Oh, she's the best. She's I was gonna say I, I hope they keep her. Yeah. yeah, even when she disagrees, I I really love hearing her be very contrary especially with nina so mm -hmm. i really enjoy that that alternate point of view so yeah yeah all right you two um <laughs> so we've come to the end of this and so i guess oh my gosh um or ha or, or have we i know because because this there's there, like after the credits roll, with an Avengers style like callback <laughs> with, with Christian the workroom say, "Leave the lights on." More de designs are getting ready. <laughs> like uh -oh. what? Oh <laughs> yeah, it is. I've I've heard some rumors, um, but yeah, no. So I don't think there is an air date for season eighteen, but it's definitely happening. I mean, it, it at least is definitely happening. So mm. <laughs> season 18. I don't know how soon that'll be, but um but holy crap, yeah. Right on right on right on the tail of this. Yeah. So, yeah. No, um we'll be back. <laughs> definitely for that. <laughs> um but yeah, but I mean any final thoughts before we wrap up this final season? Or this finale, I should say, this final episode of this finale. Anything else? Mm, yeah. No, nope. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Well, so uh, we'll start with. Let's go with you, Nayland, first, since you're you're the bracket winner. Um, do you have anything to share? And then, can you remind people how to find you? Uh, um. Sure. I I have um. I uh have a new uh, interview you um, that uh i just did with another podcast cat on uh, on hyper allergic on Ooh. their podcast oh my so if you go, go to hyperallergic.com you'll you'll and um an an hour long um inter interview with me there um yes. as part of their part of their pride coverage um and uh, otherwise, you can um, follow me on uh, Twitter. And um, I'm I'm Nayland Blake on Twitter. 
Um, um, follow me on Instagram at Nalen W. Blake. And actually, I have like a, a quick um, rec- recommendation. Okay. Um, um, if you're in New York area, um, uh, this past weekend, I went, I went to see a play, play um, at, at uh, Theater for, for a New Audience uh, in Brooklyn, and it's, uh, it's called Fairview View. Um, by uh, Jackie, Jackie Sibley Drury, mm-hmm. and um, I, you're a student, I, I believe. Um, you can get, get t- tickets twenty dollars. Um, otherwise, it's a, it's a bit a bit more expensive. It's a um, a really 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 um, sort of fascinating theater experience that I would really recommend to people. And it's called Theater for a New Audience. Yeah, is 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 where the theater theater right near it's right right near the, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Okay, you'll be able to go to go see the whatever it is, Skylight. One handsome. Um, one handed. <laughs> <laughs> it's right by there. The clock tower. Um, the, name, the name of it is Fair View, and it's by uh, um by Jackie uh, um Sibley's Drury, and I think I think both of you would um um would uh really um enjoy it. Yeah, I'm writing that down, and it's going to be in the sh- that will be in the show notes, so you can click on that and then um, get information for that because I'm also writing that down as you speak. <laughs> um, thanks, Nayland. So, Patricia, can you remind everyone how to f- uh, to find you, and then do you have anything to share? Hmm, nothing to share as of yet. I I will also make a a recommendation actually Yay. of a show that I really liked. Um, but you, um, I can be found on, on Twitter and on Instagram with the same handle, which is Sand and Sight. That's S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And, um, in Chelsea right now, excuse me, there's a, um, a small exhibition at the Walther Collection of a um, a Chinese a Chinese a Beijing-born artist called Rong Rong. He's actually very well known. He's been well known um, for quite some time. But what's interesting is that this is sort of the I think it's the thirtieth. Well, yeah, it's the thirtieth anniversary of Tiananmen Square. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to sort of relive um, or to to just look at. Uh, the points that were being made and in light of what's been going on actually in Hong Kong with the new extradition law. I'm not going to get into it now, but it can be easily Googled. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's a show that I, I really liked, really liked seeing at this um, particular point in time. Great. Awesome. And so I'll put that in there as well um, under recommendations. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, look, a new a new thing. Yeah, I mean, you guys are recommending things. I have to make a new I, whole category in our show notes for that. Well, I always have recommendations. I mean, because I, I, I still have, and I'll, I'll you know, put it out there. So information for um, Nalen's show at Postmasters yes. Gallery, or the the group show that Nalen's part of um, at Postmasters Gallery, and also the Hayward mm-hmm. Gallery for those of you who are in London um, for the show Kiss My Gender as it opened on June 12th. Um, oh, congratulations, Nayland. That's wonderful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So that's in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, 
I don't have anything personally to recommend, but you can, of course, find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ernaz, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and on my website, ErnazDavis.com. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. If there, if anything else pops up in the meantime, um, you know, you can just follow me, and I I'm usually really good about announcing things on on those uh, social mediums. And of course, you can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook and continue to post things on our Facebook page as you see fit. Feel free. Um, Really enjoy getting your messages, especially post-show and between seasons. And if anyone hears any rumors, (laughs) please send them. And then also any, any updates on Amazon, you know, Tim and Heidi's Amazon Adventure, I will mm-hmm. post that as I hear, but I haven't heard anything. I don't know if you guys have heard anything, but um, it's so far kind of silent. There's a Netflix show, and I've heard more about the Netflix show than the Amazon show. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, TBD with those things. So, all right. Yeah. And last so but not I least. Just wanna, oh, oh, before you say your parting words i just want to say thank you for welcoming me and thank you nayland also for welcoming me to your podcast experiment (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) what i I, I feel like i'm I'm just like hanging out here myself so so, (laughs) of course (laughs) oh that is more my art like i yeah no this is of course such a joy so much fun and you know yeah no i just really appreciate both of you guys for sitting here and talking with me until the wee hours of the morning (laughs) (laughs) really appreciate it um and of course shout out to my original co-host amelia kolar who's out there being amazing and you her um her her links are also still in the show notes so you can find her online at textile shop t-e-x S-T-Y-L-E-S-H-O-P and that's at textileshop.com and follow her on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, she's coming in out there. Yeah. Aw. Alright, guys. Well, Perfect. this has been so fun. Um, until the next season of Project Runway or an- until some surprise bonus episodes as they, as they come up, I guess we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>